PWP Nation, where wrestling discussion lives. Well, hello there. Dukes, Keith, and Griff here from the Anything But Credible podcast, a.k.a. the ABC Pod. Fellas? Holla. Oh, hello. We're here to let you know that you could be possibly missing out on the best podcast ever created, aside from the Offended podcast, of course, and you don't want to be missing that. Now, what makes us the best? Griff? Uh, yeah. Great. Keith? Uh, exactly. Look, I'll keep it really simple for you. Crazy people, crazy news, crazy theories, crazy uncredible. That's right. We made that word up. Griff, Keith, say something crazy for me. Corey Russia Royce wants you to believe in some real. Nice. Look, you can find us just about anywhere that you get your podcasts, especially Apple Podcasts. Also, don't forget to hit us up on Facebook at ABC Pod. That's ABC POD. Twitter at underscore ABC Pod. And Instagram at ABC Podcast. Check in with us for a new episode every Monday and join the conspiracy to commit stupid. We will see you then and shout out to the offended podcast. Adios. Later, guys. Like you more than a friend. Welcome to Offended, presented by PWP Nation. It's your boy, Tricky, alongside... Well, not alongside, he's still in the poop pit, Stoutsy. What's up, you fucking marks? Still over here, still kicking. Haven't kicked the bucket yet. It's been like two months. Yeah, it's been a... Too long of a time. But, uh, you know, I guess guess you can call it a vacation. Like a vacation if, like, there was just a tornado of shit flying around <laughs> for two months. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but, you know, at least I'm still able to do the pod. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So that's, that's kind true. of a plus. I'm sure all the marks out there miss my championship title around my waist on the uh, Periscope every week, but soon that will return. Yeah, yeah, next week we'll do our prediction show for the Rumble and NXT, so... Yeah. See if you can still remain champion. I highly doubt it, but you know, I think it's okay. I, I think I will. And you should be embarrassed if you lose to the sick kid over here. Why is that? It's not like it's an athletic competition, you dumbass. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> gotta be. <laughs> you gotta be mentally athletic. <laughs> you fuck. I'll take away this glory. <laughs> Sorry, I just call everybody <laughs> dumbasses now because thanks to Matt Jackson. Fuck, you talk about dumbass. Like, <laughs> have you noticed I've been calling people junior ever since I said I was going to call people junior the other day? Junior, because it's, it's so funny when Chris Jericho calls people junior. Like, what? Did, what? Like, is such a low key insult, dude? I like slipped to my grandpa the other day. I was like just talking to him, and he was like, he was like, uh, I forget what he said exactly, but I just go, yeah, that's a dumb dumbass. And I was like, oh, didn't mean that. Like, <laughs> Sorry, grandpa. <laughs> It's just so easy. It's just it's it's just so like nonchalant. Like, yeah, it's probably like back in the day when people used to yell jackass because Stone Cold always called people a jackass. What? Like it's it just like came out like it was just like in your vocabulary. Looked you know? like a jackass. That was pretty good. Jackass. That wasn't bad. <laughs> what was that? I was working on a new impression the other day and I just I just failed it miserably. 
I forget who it was. I did it to Katie in case, like, you definitely got to work on that. Like, yep, yep. Yes, I do. Wait, wait what, what impression? Oh, you can't remember? I can't remember. I want to say it was a wrestler, but I can't remember who exactly. Damn it. I've been working on my uh, Tommy Dreamer impression. That's it. That's all it is. Was that was that your Tommy Dreamer impression? Yeah. <laughs> he does do that. I mean, talking like, well, Edge, yeah. uh, if you must know, I've been doing a little indie wrestling lately. Well, oh yeah, Tommy, <laughs> it's time for Tales from the Indies, brother, brother. <laughs> oh God! Speaking of Edge and Christian, watch or listen to that. Uh, Q&A when he was like I want to do a match with you or he was just uh, smacking the ass and that's that's how you win the match but you can't smack me so I just win every time (laughs) (laughs) oh god those fucking those fucking copycats over there (laughs) fuck (laughs) fuck well no Corey this week because he doesn't know wrestling so fuck him but uh anyway so fuck him. <laughs> I just so love that we signed him to a full time contract. <laughs> but like, whenever we just have like wrestling stuff, we're just like, oh, uh, yeah. So we're, we don't need you this week. What's funny is that like we did it to him twice, but now he's actually like done it to us like three times where he's like, I can't do it. I can't do it. And it's like, ah, damn. Okay. You're just like a, a recurring full time guest, I guess. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, we had it was the holiday season. We had a bunch of countdowns. It was you know he's yeah. uh he's still gonna be doing that dad thing. I guess he's sticking to that. Oh, yeah. So yeah, well he needs to get working on that dad bod because right now it's oh, like shit, man. He's like getting all in shape and stuff, wanting to like train. He's gonna do like an MMA fight, like an amateur one. I'm like, what are you what are you doing, man? Yeah, I know. He's like, yep, definitely gonna fight. I'm like, why? <laughs> get the dad bod. Get going. <laughs> get if he's going. gonna fight, dude, just. <laughs> Let us send you somewhere to train to become a wrestler. You're a big weird psycho. No shit. Like, I like I don't have a dad bod, but I don't have like a gut gut. I have like a tiny. I have a skinny gut. Yeah, that's what Corey should have right now. No shit. No shit. It's crazy though. It's your boy over here. Even though I've been since I've been sick, I've I've lost close to twenty pounds in the last in the last month. That's oh, not yeah? not. Not like the healthiest way, and probably not the healthiest like <laughs> that cattle diet, eh? But uh, yeah, that whole like not eating stuff, and or just like you know the liquid diet, and then you're just you know, yeah, I don't know, but you know, so watch out, <laughs> ladies. When I get out of this cage, I'll be doing just fine. We just laugh because go, yeah, I don't know, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I don't know, man. I'm, I'll be, I'm, I'm so out of it, dude. I've slept like I get maybe like two and a half three hours of sleep like a night if that Ugh, and then maybe like horrible. 20 during the day I'm just like i'm so just like out of it and slap happy and just like i don't even know if i'm slap happy i'm just like i feel you because katie will randomly elbow me in the fucking forehead from time to time when she's sleeping because like she just decides to flail her arms in her sleep oh she's throwing a little she's she's stiff out there ain't she oh my god you have no idea i'm gonna put her in the fucking walls here shortly 
got to return the receipt. <laughs> yeah. Just give her a receipt. Just kick her in the face. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, just one night. You'll just be wide awake. Just fucking just boot her in the face and then pretend like you're asleep. Well, there was one time she was saying that, like, she accidentally kicked me and I like I kicked back, but I was like in my sleep. I guess I just retaliated. Like like it was she said it was like really quick. Like she was like, Oh sorry, and it just kicked her like right in the like the side of the leg. I'm just like I woke up like what just happened? Like I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you know what? She gets the instigator. <laughs> oh I can t- <laughs> I can totally see you just having like a quick reaction in your sleep. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck off me. But yeah. uh Speaking of instigator, real quick before we get into the songs of the week, um, we got—I think we're under the skin of a few de- uh, deadbeat STL writers here. Um, I love it. Love Sorry, what'd every you, what'd... second of it. Oh yeah, what a what a loser! You know that was—you know who that was targeted towards us because he's never said anything. We're not even going to mention his name or where he's working because if you want to know, you can just go uh, listen to our uh, hockey talks podcast and find out. But. uh um, but like he never mentioned David Backus at all. Like recently, the only time he's ever mentioned it was to us, right? And he always posts stuff that has to do with sports. If it's from the company that he's working for, he never not posts like from the company he's working for. And this article was from like the Boston, like where they broadcast like their uh, Bruins games and stuff. Yeah. And I just think it's hilarious because I'm like, that's totally like a fucking shot at us. Yeah, because we were. It's, it's, which makes no sense because you like trying to comment about when you were like Bacchus was a good captain. Yeah, yeah. So what? Like, we never brought up like D- David Bacchus was a great captain because of his point production, which I think that article kind of harps on, like how he hasn't done anything point wise. It's like, yeah, no, that wasn't our point when we were saying how good of a captain he was, like. And me and you have had to tell people this for years that no, David Beckett is not the Sidney Crosby captain or the Ovechkin captain where it comes to points. He is a he's kind of an old school captain leader where it's like he'll get you some points, but also he has a way of controlling a locker room and making sure a team stays on path. Yep. So him to like shoot that article at us, it's like, all right, yeah, no, we know David isn't having a great year. To be honest, like it's it's sad to see also uh, he's had to battle injuries, uh, that diverticulitis, which is no fun at all. Yeah, Brock Lesnar, you know, overcame it, but that guy's a fucking freak and <laughs> has all the time in the world to go help Minnesota wrestlers but not be at Raw. Um, quick quick little jab. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's like, all right, dude, like, cool. Like, does he think we don't know that, like, David Baggis isn't having the greatest point production year? No, because, like, that was not our point at all when we were talking about David Baggis. We were just saying how good of a fucking leader he was. It can control a locker room, and people respect him. Mm-hmm. So, fucking... Exactly. Ding, fucking, ding, ding. God. But uh, I just love it, because we're, like, we're that much under his fucking skin that he's, like... And he's taking, like, little low-key, like, jabs. Like... Yeah, like, huh? see? It's like, no, idiot. Yeah. See what? No, I just I think it's fucking hilarious though. Like, this dude is supposed to be a, such a professional, yeah. and like he's low key high school style takes a shot at us. Like, like I can't, like I'm just blown away. And like I was telling Katie yesterday, I'm like I fucking love this. I love this. Like we're that much under their skin. I love it. I love every second of it. Yeah, we're here. We're staying. And we're here to actually play around and actually uh, take over. So. Yeah, like what? <laughs> uh, 
Do you like what I called him before when I texted you? Yeah, he does look right. like a person who breastfeed. Got breastfed. Breastfed. Breast breast he's like a. <laughs> he does. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> so I was just like, you know what? He just looks like that. Like, mommy, these he's kids are a, making fun of me. You know, I talked good about him and said that like he's a good person. But the more and more like I communicate with him, the more and more I realize just how much of a fake person he is. Dude, some of these like B writers, even just around like all of sports, are so like worse on the internet at like at like being like upset or like acting like a teenager mm-hmm. than like teenagers these days. Well, what's kind of fucked up is like the fact of like they this guy runs his own show on a radio station here in St. Louis that's very popular. Yet he gets butthurt over three people disagreeing with him. And like not even like disagreeing with him but actually prove well we did prove him wrong. Like <laughs> And not only that, I guess called him out too on his job. So I guess never mind. I could take that back. What I just said. Never mind. I'm gonna scrap that <laughs> whole thing. I'm gonna leave it in the show because I'm human and I make mistakes. I'm like <coughs> ran, <coughs> but uh, anyway, <laughs> I'm a little, I'm a little uh, excited over this. I just I love it. It made my day yesterday. I beat Red Dead Redemption two, and then I saw that, and I was like, let's go. What a day. I saw, I've been playing Red Dead a little bit, dude. I don't. I don't. I can only play it for like twenty minutes, maybe tops a day, and really? then I'm just. Yeah, dude. I it's too much riding around on the fucking horse that takes forever. Yeah, yeah. I'm so impatient. Yeah, that's why a lot of people were shut off by that. Um, yeah, I couldn't put it down. I could not put it down. I wish they had just like a, you know, like a quick button where it's like you can, you know, just like, like a, like a skip thing where you like you just pick your destination and you, want to go every once so in a there, while there is a fast travel thing it's in your camp hmm you just have to find it and it might it might take a while for it to unlock too i think yeah i well there's been a couple times where i've been able to do it where it's like do you want to travel here fast and i'm like yeah 100 percent. i don't feel like fucking traveling through like the, the fuck it took me honestly it took me like three days to get that stupid fucking white horse the white horse you never got the white horse Huh. Maybe I did. The best horse in the game. It's uh, it was hidden up in like Lake Lake Annabelle. I don't want to talk and, about. Uh, I don't want to talk about. It. I want to talk about horses. All right. Uh, Simba died, and R.I.P. Simba. Uh, the best horse uh, anyone could ask for. Who? My horse. I named him Simba. Oh, did you? Mine's uh, <laughs> my horse's name is Big Willie. <laughs> <laughs> they would they wouldn't let me put uh anything ignorant on there obviously what were you trying to put i don't know i think i was just i don't know i, I don't just, know <laughs> oh, i think I, I think i put like big johnson on there they wouldn't let me do that i was like what the fuck yeah simba was a great horse he was fast as shit uh, he's dead yeah now. well yeah i don't know it's gonna take me forever to beat this game uh, i was gonna say though on the plus side of our hockey talks i mean can we take a second to just take credit for the blues playing a lot better yeah, I I will. I will we will step aside and, and take credit real quick. Um I mean we rocket strapped him. I I think so. I mean it's just like we've just been saying how they should be playing for months and then finally you know, after we finally do it we don't do a hockey talk for most of the year, then we finally do one and, and things kinda turn around and they're starting to kinda play and do things that we said need to be done and it's like Isn't I, it ironic? I mean Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some somebody's listening. Yeah. Um, I. I mean, you know, 
I just think it's funny. Like everything that we said that was wrong. Oh, Drew Carey just eliminated himself. Sorry, I'm watching the 2001 Rumble. Not a big deal. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say from the Price Is Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like why did he just like off himself on TV? Like what the fuck? Oh no! And it's too late to watch. The Price is Right isn't it on like a 10, 10 o'clock. Uh, it's eleven. Oh, it's 11, eleven now. Oh damn! I think it's eleven. Yeah, I'd watch that shit. But oh. <laughs> uh, I'm mostly insane. Um, I totally got lost with watching Kane getting ready to choke slam Drew Carey and Raven saved him. <laughs> um. Uh. What were we saying? I heard her saying how it's uh, how it's funny how they oh, just been yeah like everything that we said on the hockey talks that we like ranted about has all been like they've done everything like it's weird yeah like it's uh, it's really it's very weird yeah I don't know it's just like I'd, and this is why I like get people like argue with me about the like how. Like, pretty much what I said last week and what I've been saying. They're like, no, dude, like, it's Tarasenko's not doing enough for this team. I'm like, no, dude, the team's not doing enough for the team. Like, yeah. you're missing this, like, completely. And it's like, people were texting me, it's like, oh, man, let's see, Tarasenko scores and look what happens. We win games. I'm like, yeah, but, like, look how the whole team played to help him get into situations to score or just look at our offense now. Look mm-hmm. how much, like, how better we're playing. <laughs> like, oh. it makes a difference when your team is moving their feet for guys who are skilled and need to move their feet and not standing still in a fucking system. Like, yep. it's just, it's like, yeah, see, there it is. Like, sign here, I'll move out of the way, Barube and Armstrong, Tricky and Stouts, you're coming over to take oh, over this shit. whole fucking thing. And it's just like, um, what else do we say? Oh, yeah, uh, why are we, why is Cairo not on a line with O'Reilly and Piranha? <laughs> and what's happening tonight? Boys yeah. and girls, children of all ages, but Kyrou is playing with Ryan <clears throat> O'Reilly and David Perron tonight when the Blues take on the Boston Bruins. Yeah, he he was looking good. Like I said, uh, he didn't do anything too flashy, but he he showed some. He did some good things with the puck, and it's like, yeah, you can't like bring a guy up like that and be like, okay, so we're gonna put you with, uh, we're gonna put you with Sanford, and you know, no offense to like, you know even Barbashev or anything, but it's like, nah, you got to put that guy up with like, you got to play him with an O'Reilly yeah. or even a Tarasenko like, or you got to put him with the, the, the guys you can't, but it's like, but exactly what you said, no offense to like Barbashev and like Sunquist, but they're nowhere near in the talent level that O'Reilly and Perron possess. And I'll eat my words on Perron. Perron has uh, been fucking great this year. That boy is buzz. I'll be honest. Like the other week I was like, ah, Perron, I just, I haven't seen that. Like that Vegas, <laughs> Knights gritting him yet, dude. That's like, so he funny. was playing good I, all year, but I, I didn't see that gritting him from like Vegas. And like the past couple games, though, like if you watch when they pan over to him on like the screen or, or on the TV or anything like that, he's always like he's just he's got that look, and he's always like fuck, mother fuck. He, like, yep. He's he's playing with that like Vegas emotion, and I'm like, there it is. Does he have 17 goals right now? 18 goals. He's got more than he had last year. Yeah, and then what's fucking hilarious? Holy shit, Terry Reynolds. Okay, what's hilarious? But uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, fucking uh, everyone's like, oh, Tarasenko's nowhere near it. Now Tarasenko has 15 goals, and it's just like, shut up, people, just shut up. Like Tarasenko does this every year. He turns it on right before the All Star break and fucking yeah. flies towards the end. That's what you want. You want him to get hot at the end and not at the not at the beginning. Right. Yeah. And people, uh, it's and, just so frustrating the people that just like don't. Yeah, and then understand. like 
finally Fox was like, they showed the stat of like him right behind Ovechkin for like the most yes. goals in the NHL. I'm like, finally, why were they waiting so long to show this fucking stat? Like, right. He's second in the NHL for the last five years for the most goals in the NHL. Yeah. God, I don't know. And then we, but you trade him, it, trade him. Right. And the guy like brings up, it's like, oh uh, yeah, dude, like a 30, a 30.1 average goal scorer isn't an elite player. I'm like, what, what? Yeah. Yeah, dude. What, dude? Like Ovechkin's the only one that's consistently getting like forty goals a year. Like it blew my mind. And it's like it it's like my I, fucking mind. I guess I think the best point I probably brought up against that guy was when I was with, like, Jonathan Taze is considered one of the most elite players in the game for the way he plays hockey. That guy, I think, has only gotten more than sixty points like once or twice. Mm-hmm. And that's playing with Patrick Kane. Yep. But he's still an elite player. It's like, yeah, he had championships. Yep. But, like, I think he is an elite player because he is able to control a game. He's a great captain. He controls a locker room. He's smart out there. Maybe he doesn't get 90 points, but he's still an elite player. It's like, how can you say 30 goals pretty much a year is not elite? Like, what? What? Yeah. No, it, that, blows, that blows my fucking mind. These people – but you got to – and I, I've been starting to call this. I've been starting to call people out on this. It's like they have this mentality of like it's still the '90s and players are still scoring fifty to sixty goals. Like it's like yeah. it doesn't happen anymore. Like, and I, I think a lot of it comes from like what everybody knows. Like Terry Samuels Club is like this guy's going to be like a superstar for like St. Louis fans that don't probably understand superstar like hockey. Like they're thinking we're getting like the site. They they think we were getting McDavid then, and it's like. Yep. It's like, no, I mean, yeah, he's a, you watch the stage, yeah, he's a hell of a player, he's got, you know, great skill and stuff, but it's like, yet to be real, like, St. Louis fans are naive to, like, what an actual superstar is and what a superstar in St. Louis is, just because we didn't have one for so long, and like, we didn't have a goal scorer, goal scorer for so long, so they, like, their, their expectations were just so high for Tarasenko, it's like, no, if, if, if this guy doesn't want an MVP, but gets, like, I know 65 on the low end, you know, maybe form. It's like, I'll take that. Like this year, I'm a little upset, whatever. But like, if he's getting close to 70 points a season in that 70 to 80 range, like what, what do you have to be upset about? Right. That's good. Yeah. It's really good. <laughs> yeah. And to yeah, the people that are in like, the Rockies, yeah, he, he doesn't bring anybody up. It's like the guy gets 75 points a year. It's not his fault that, you know, Steen, Berglund, all those guys could only put up. 40 50 that means Tarasenko was winning us games that's what blows my mind is that like people are saying that Tarasenko should be getting all these points it's like who does he have that he's playing with that's like can match his level of talent that like can not even match his level of talent but who's even playing good hockey right now Schwartz is still invisible right now even though Schwartz was flying the other night yeah but, like that well that that line's flying it's like why don't they just keep those guys together all the time did they not learn that last year when it's like they were good and then they broke them up because right. somebody got injured like, and then they finally put them back together, and it's like, oh, wow, that line's buzzing. It's like, oh, you think? Yeah, no shit. It's all chemistry. What was There's the, a chemistry there. What was it two years before that when they took forever to put back the – they took, or maybe it was just that line, but I feel like they, they did the same thing like two years ago with Tarasenko. Uh, it like, might have been Stasny? when he was playing – it might have been Stasny, and it might have even been when he was with Latera still. Yeah. There I, think, were, yeah, yeah. I know, I know no, what you're, you're talking right. about. You're right. It was Tarasenko, Latera, and Schwartz. That's who it was. Yeah, the STL line. Yeah, yeah, and they just kept they just kept fucking messing everything up. It's like, man, just let we need one line of some chemistry. That, just let that, that go. That line was fucking like per, like the number one point getters in the NHL until I think Schwartz got injured, and then yep. when Schwartz came back, they never put him back together until like the last month. And it's like, oh no, shit! Like here they go again. 
Yeah, they're like, well, you know, we don't want to force Schwartz back too quick, give him too much ice time. It's like, well, Carl Gunnarsson was out for like five months, and you give him like first oh, line shit. minutes after one game. No like, shit. Like, come on, hey. we're not stupid. Hey, will you uh, finally admit something that I admitted last week that I'm a man about, and I admitted, and I think he has played fucking great hockey lately. Jay Bowmeister? Yes. No, yeah, I th- I think he has. I think because he knows it's it's his contract year. That I think it could be contract year, but I also think, dude, he's skating again. I think it may that hit may have been fucking him up, man. That injury had, yeah, it might have been. I don't, but I, I said, yeah, he's been playing incredible. I'm gonna give him that. And, I'll give him that credit, but I just and, I, I think he's still just on the decline of a career. One more thing, um, have you every time there's a goal scored against? us when Petrangelo's on the ice. How far out of position is Petrangelo? Like he might as well just be on the bench. Exactly. He's always <laughs> almost towards he's almost towards like the offensive players. Like he chase like he follows and chases. It's like, dude, yeah. no, stay in your zone. Like stay. Yeah, dude. They leave, he he leaves the net open so much. And then it's like, it, dude, you can't do that. And then it makes Bo Meister and all these other players like look bad cuz it's like, do you guys why are they not marking their players? I'm like, where's the fucking other defenseman? Right. Yeah. No, dude. Sometimes I'm watching the game. I'm like, what? Where? Where's our? Where's our guy at? Yeah. And he's like, he's just way off chasing a guy. It's yeah. like, what are you? And then it you makes know, makes Bowmeister look bad. So I, it's I'm like, a, is it? Was it really Bowmeister? Is it Petrangelo this whole time? Yeah. Who fucking? Uh, so that's my thing with uh, Petrangelo. I think Petrangelo can be a good defenseman. I really think he can. I know we get on him a lot. I don't think he's like the worst thing ever. But here's my thing. People want to get on Tarasenko about is like, oh, he's not doing anything. Everybody had their dick so hard for Petrangelo last year because he was a Norris running trophy or he's this big high-paying captain. He's supposed to put up points. How come nobody's on his ass about the shit year he's having point-wise? No shit. Why is anybody calling for his head? That, that's, that was my whole point about going against Randy Carricker last week because – oh, said his name. Ha-ha. <laughs> he sucks. Um, but that was my whole point. It's like why is everybody being so silent when it comes to Steen and Petrangelo? Why is nobody saying anything about Steen Petrangelo or even Schwartz for that matter? Or Shen, right. like why isn't why are nobody going after like these players? Why is everybody only going after Allen and Tarasenko? Right, I don't and understand. It's because people think that Tarasenko is lazy, and it's like no. Honestly, I, I see that guy backcheck more than anybody in the defensive zone. Or the Blues defensively have been kind of weak for like years, offense and defense when we're in our zone. So it's like that's but like late and like always lazy in the offensive zone. I'm like because his job's to kind of float around and like get open, but like he also does get in like the. People like just—I don't know why they think yeah, he's having a bad defensive year. Like his plus minus is the worst it's been. I'm like, okay, but what about the plus minuses when he was like plus twenty-seven? It's like St. Louis fans are the worst, man. When it comes yeah. to any player, whether it's Tarasenko, whoever, it's like when they're high, it's like when they're doing well, it's like, oh my god, can we can we suck this guy off seven days a week? And then like when they have a bad season, it's like this guy's terrible. His career's over. It's done. Get rid of him. What a waste of money. Look how much we're paying him. It's like, well, dude, last year you were like, man, yeah, we should be paying this guy more for what he's doing. Like, mm-hmm. just you know what? Just watch tennis or something. <laughs> Shut for the, the, for the um, love of yeah. My last thing I want to say, um, uh, there's a <laughs> hockey writer for real ESPN. Um, <laughs> pew 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 pew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jeff uh, was Wasinski. Is that how you pronounce his name? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Mm, I don't think so. Well, he's no, like, I don't think so. He's kind of a he. 
it's a beat writer for the NHL for really uh, ESPN. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> like that little Adam Sandler chuckle. And this fucking idiot like posted that he would rather trade Tarasenko over Colton Pareko any day of the week. And I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? And this is yeah. why I was like, this is why this is how you can tell who are writers for a game that they probably have never played compared to somebody who has played the game of hockey. And they will tell you 10 times out of 10, fuck no. You don't trade one of the best goal scorers in the NHL. You don't make, like, over a defenseman who has been so fucking inconsistent, it's not even funny. Yeah. And, like, I will say Pareko has, I think he's also improved too. He's He's getting tougher, which is helping this game as a whole, and he's starting to carry the puck more and not be so passive. But yeah, like he's been up and down. It's like you're gonna trade your goals when our team is hurting on offense. You're gonna get rid of our goal scorer over the defenseman that's not doing as much. Like I don't get it. it makes yeah, like what? <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Uh, I saw that you commented that earlier, and I was just like, <laughs> I just pictured you like laughing the whole time you were like typing it. Like I can't believe I have to respond to this, dude. It was it's fucking crazy. Yeah, I would trade Vladimir Tarasenko 10 times before I traded Colton Pareko. Yeah, that's what the tweet said. Are you fucking yeah. kidding me? What, like, 10 times, be like, I don't know, maybe you could say, oh, I'd maybe trade a Tarasenko or a Pareko. Like, okay, yeah, that'd be a little bit better. But like 10 times before you trade Colton Pareko? Like, that's like saying, I, I, I'd love to hear his reasoning behind that. That's like saying, hey, I'm going to trade, I would trade Brett Hall. Ten times out of ten over Jeff Finley. Remember that douchebag? <laughs> yeah. God damn, what is wrong with people? Like, I just don't get it. Like, this Yeah. This whole, like, this is why <clears throat> I think we're – and I'm not even – I'm going to do a little humble brag here. We have been getting a lot of credit for our hockey talks lately, even in the lounge, and people have been, like, coming at us. I like the one guy who at first was, like, got pissed because we stuck up for Alan, and then he's like – apologized like an hour later because he finished the episode and he was like actually i agree with like everything you guys said and it's like no shit yeah because... and he think yeah go ahead i was just like well yeah because jim and i grew up playing hockey our whole lives we understand the game <clears throat> inside and out and not to mention we got a source so when you combine the two together i think we know what we're talking about and like but this i just don't get it i just don't fucking get it because and I'm going to stick up for guys like Cam Jansen here because they are not going out of their way saying like trade Tarasenko and do all this and blaming the, you know, and all this other stuff because they understand the game and they play hockey. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they understand there's a lot more that goes into it than just like, you know, like there's the inside the locker room stuff. It's like when you're losing, dude, like it's hard to be together as a team. Like you got to get that locker room solid. Like that's more than that. And, and to, to that guy, it's like, we weren't even really like def- defending Allen, we were just like saying there's more to it than just exactly like it's it's a it's a two-way street when it comes like when your goalie's hot it takes pressure off the offense Mm -hmm. when when uh when your offense is and defense are not playing well that's a lot of pressure on your on your goal it's it's a two-way street yes a goalie is very important and can change the game and yeah you thrive off a goalie playing hot but it's also like the goalie thrives off the team in front of him helping him out yep like yep, this game yep. is there's too much skill in this game for the goalie mm-hmm. to just be able to make 
to 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 only give up one goal a game now yeah. or something like that. You know, like it's and he's like, oh, see what happens when you have a goalie that can make saves. It's like, yes, winning. They're winning. I'm, I might as well just call him Winnington. Uh, <laughs> well, he's not starting tonight. Allen's starting tonight. Yeah, yeah. I don't even want to talk. Jesus, Which, stupid. Um, I come. I'm kind of okay with for one reason. Uh, Jake Allen's numbers on the road have been phenomenal. Like, like, yeah, he's been good on the road, and I think it. I think it's hilarious because um, it's like people are like, "Why are his numbers so much better on the road than they are at home?" It's like, well, would you want to play in front of thousands of people that constantly blame you for every loss? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. It's like. Goalies are like the number one person you don't want like to get in their you don't want to get in their heads. That's the mm-hmm. one player you need to be sane like the entire game. Yeah. Well, and, and that's when the fans should... start booing them, it's gonna get it's gonna fuck with them. It would fuck with anybody because guess what? They're yeah. human. Like yeah, and that's why you hear even in interviews like when Tarasenko <clears throat> gave an interview after uh, Bennington almost got Bennington <laughs> got us. He had a I think it was a second win or his third win. Tarasenko, like, he, you know, he made, he's like, yeah, he's playing good. And he goes, he's like, you know, and Jake, Jake plays good too. And even Tarasenko said, you know, we, we don't, we, sometimes we don't do enough in front of our goalies. It's like, yeah, ex- exactly. And like, people are like, these players need to start calling out their goalies. Like, that's like one of the biggest rules in hockey, no matter how bad your goalie's doing mm-hmm. on your team. As a player, in any interview, you do not call out your goalie. Even mm-hmm. if it's a lie, you always make sure you say, you know, that's why after every game, hey, you tap the goalie on the pads. Hey, good job. That's our fault. Yep. Whether it's your fault or not, it's just, it's it's like an unwritten rule of the game. It's in that rule book of of just what you're supposed to do as a player for your goalie because that that is the one guy's head when he has the whole crowd hating him and everybody else. They need when the team starts not wanting to be behind him. That's when things get really bad. Yep. It's like it, it's it's uh, like you said. It's just like some of these guys don't they don't understand the game at all. No, it's, they don't. And it's I think it's fucking very obvious that like. <laughs> They don't understand it, and I think it's like, I, I, it just blows my mind. It just completely blows my mind, and I just it blows my mind even more that. And I guess these companies don't care because they're still getting money, they're still getting paid. And it's like, why are you letting some guy that like, I will give. Here's where I'll give Randy credit. I agree with him when it comes to baseball. I agree with him when it comes to that because baseball is a very easy sport to understand. True. When it comes to hockey, though, there's so much just underlining like different situations diff there's so much that goes into hockey that people don't realize and don't give like hockey players a lot of credit for like what they do and um it just i don't know it it just blows my mind because it's like what what i've seen written from espn lately about hockey has been so incorrect and that's not just saying just for the blues that goes for like the entire nhl like, yeah. how many times have we seen these experts be completely wrong when it comes to the NHL? Like, it's, oh, almost, yeah, I mean, it's almost all the time. Yeah. Well, it's like, uh, um, almost like to bring up Jonathan Tazian. Like, I swear I've seen, like, every once in a while an article about, like, is Jonathan Tazian, you know, is he, you know, is he even able to help the Blackhawks more and this and that? And it's like, come on, man. Like, what? Don't, like... <laughs> Don't put everything on that guy. They had like one of the best all-around teams during the time they were good. It's like it's not a one-man game. No, it's yeah. like, okay. Connor McDavid, yes, that he had that. Connor McDavid just doesn't. You can't you can't compare anything to Connor McDavid. It's not even fair. 
No, so it's not. like leave him out of the conversation. So it's but like, like you said, it's like there's so many and I don't an ESPN dude. Honestly, I just think they they have they're out of touch with hockey. Ever since they stopped airing hockey and stuff, they don't have anybody to talk about hockey except for I think uh, uh, who was the guy that's always was always on ESPN. They gave him like two minutes to talk hockey with the white hair. Uh, oh, Barry starts, Melrose. Yeah, Barry Melrose. Melrose. They'd, they'd give the guy like two minutes to talk hockey. Melrose like, still thinks he's coaching, and this is my team. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's like, all right, Barry, you're going to talk about Crosby, McDavid, uh, and Ovechkin. That's all you got. Have okay, you, go ahead. Do you remember those commercials, <laughs> those Hockey Falls commercials, Bud Light? Oh, yeah. Those are my favorite. <laughs> those are still, to this day, my favorite commercials. Oh, yeah, those are good. Dude, and I was going to say, I think I, I think a lot of these writers, like ESPN stuff, I think they just write bullshit just to get, like, clicks and stuff. It is. That's totally it. That's totally yeah. it. And it's just like, dude, come on. Like, just be true to the game. Like, Stop Stop trying to stir pots that don't need to be fucking stirred. Exactly. And then when it comes to like that, when you start stirring pots, but when you start going on like people's personal Facebook stuff, um, yeah. that's when, yeah, you're going to get bit back. And like, and I don't think like anybody else has really gone after them the, the way we have lately. And like, that's why I have to pat ourselves on the back because it's like, I don't want to come off sounding cocky or arrogant and like just like a douchebag. But I'm patting ourselves on the back because we're not backing down. We're standing up for like what we believe that's happening and what we know is happening. And yeah, it's like we're just calling them out on their bullshit. And it's like just like stop with the bullshit. Stop trying to stir the pot on players that shouldn't get traded and why they need to be tra- like just yeah. just stop, man. Like they know there's an, a more of an underlying issue than just like it's than just one individual on a team. Like get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I don't get it. I yeah. don't get it at all. Yeah. All right. Anyway. And uh, that was hockey talk. Yeah, that was an impromptu hockey talk that went on for like 30 <laughs> minutes, but that's okay. Um, let's quickly do songs of the week. Yep. All right. Um, I'm going to start real quick. Uh, my number five, I got uh, Pearl Jam, The Fixer. You know, it's just a good song. I was listening to it, jamming out to it yesterday, and I forgot how good of a song that is. Oh, well, Pearl Jam. You know who's a big Pearl Jam fan? Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch, and the Edge. man, and Edge, the man, and the rated R superstar man, Mark. Uh, okay, good Pearl Jam. Uh, my number five this week, uh, little Ray Charles, mess around. Oh, dude. Oh, my God. All right, I'm gonna have to change one of my song picks. Um, Do you have a Ray Charles song? That was it. <laughs> Are you serious? Yep. Wow. Okay. Wow! All right, how dude? That's that's happened to us a few times the last couple months. Yeah, but uh, Ray Charles mess around. Come yeah, on. <laughs> dude, that's fucking creepy. That's weird, dude. That's Maybe, fucking did, creepy. Did you did you listen to it after I like I had it on a Snapchat a couple days ago? No, so that's the weird thing. I was so there's another song I have on my songs of the week, and I was like, I listened to it, and I'm like, the singer. I don't want to spoil it. Cause it's gonna be my number one song. But he reminds me, it sounds like Ray Charles. Like, young him sounds like Ray, like Ray Charles. So I'm like, oh, fuck, I want to listen to Mess Around. And, like, I got on oh. that. And then um, I got on that, and then I saw your Snapchat. And I was like, oh, no shit, it's just listening to this. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, my uh, I think we were watching something. On, I think it was like a movie or something. That song came on, and my nephew was, like, dancing to it. And I was like, so I, like, downloaded it and was playing. Mess Around. Yeah. yeah God, Ray Charles. do the Mess Around. What a voice. Oh, you mean uh, Jamie Foxx? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's uh, fucking great. All right. All right. Um, I'm just going to randomly pick one. Um, 
Uh, I'm going through a playlist right now. Fuck it. I'll go Hey Girl by OAR. Okay. Wow. Good one. Yeah. I haven't heard that song in a while. Neither have I. Okay. Good pick. Good pick. Thank you. Um, let's see here. My my music's all over the place this week. Uh, same with, same with my mine. number four this week. Uh, I'm going to go with a little Judah and the Lion, Take It All Back. They have a new song out. Do they? Yeah. I, I almost picked it, which is weird again. Is it, um, is it good? I haven't listened to it. That's why I didn't pick it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, uh, I think Judah and the Lion is one of those bands for me where it's like if they have like a, a hit out, I'm probably going to like it. So, but yeah, uh, I know that song came to me the other day. I was like laying around, and I was like, oh, man, I haven't listened to that song in a while. I can't believe you picked Mess Around. It's hilarious. All right. It's, um, it's crazy. Uh, my number three, uh, remember Hosier? Remember him? Yes. Well, he's back. He's got new music coming out. He's a new album coming out in like a month or two. Uh, new song, Almost uh, Sweet Music is what it's called. Almost okay. Sweet Music. It's very good. It's definitely a Hosier song, but I like it. I like it a lot. You know? Well, Windows well, Down. What was the big song they had like not too long ago? Hosier? Uh he had uh he had a few. Uh Take Me to Church was his big one. There we go. Take me to church. That's one. Yep, that's the one. Uh he uh headlined Lou Fest here a couple years ago when I went and I was just like, Really? Like I like Hosier and all, but I don't wouldn't have picked him as the headliner. Yeah, it's a little weird. Yeah. But otherwise, other than that, uh, I'm trying to think of who else. I have to. I'm gonna look that up now. Who was the other lineup? Because I remember there was somebody that went on right before him, and I was like, "This should be the headliner," and it's not. Well, what would have that been like? 2013 or something? Uh, Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. Yep. I got it right here. It was Ava Brothers and Hosier were the he- the two headliners for that. Um, for that loose fest. Where's the picture? God damn it. Alright, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Stall, stall, stall. Stall, Mark Stall, Jordan Stall. Oh, man. Uh, okay, I got it. <laughs> forgot the other stall. Um, so there was a lot of good bands. Oh, it was Brandon Flowers is the one I thought should have been the headliner, but I guess the killers already headlined like a couple of years before that. So I guess that's why they didn't let him do it. But, like, Brandon Flowers was just – they tore the fucking place apart, man. Like, it's like, this should have been the headliner because it's like he's fast-paced. He played, like, some killer songs. I'm like, this should have been it. But with that lineup, we also saw – we saw Hosier, Avid Brothers. Ludacris was fucking hilarious. <laughs> he was just, like – I remember – I just smoked some pot right before he went on, and I just remember sitting there laughing my ass off at him because it was nothing but, like, him, and they just played his CDs. And, like, they let the CD, like, they literally just, like, let the albums play. And he was just, like, kind of, like, just doing this over. He's like, yeah, yeah, come on. Yeah, Lufus, all right. Like, I'm like, he's not even trying. Dude, he's not trying at all. It was hilarious. Just Just getting everybody hype. Yeah, it was it was hilarious. Like I loved it just because it was so funny and so bad. <laughs> but uh Young the Giant, Billy Idol, uh Lord Huron, Humphreys McGee, Pookie Lafarge, Blue October, Mr. Wives, Milo Green, Robert DeLong, Knox Hamilton. I mean, this this was a decent like it was a good lineup for like indie artists. Coin is like at the bottom and I love Coin. Like Yeah. So yeah. It was a decent little uh 
festival. Hopefully, they can get their heads out of their asses and get somebody out, get somebody to buy out uh, this ownership that they have right now, so we can have another festival again. Since last year's got canceled because they're fucking idiots. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, so my number three. Yes, sir. Uh, my number three. Well, Justin Timberlake. Sexy cry back. me a cry me a river. No, nah, I was almost I almost picked sexy back, but I was like. <laughs> I do want to just, go see him. He's just the man. Do you want to go see him? Oh, uh, little uh, breaking news for me and Naked Lady. We got pit tickets to the 1975 in Kansas City. Can't wait nice, for that. Nice, nice. Dude, yeah, I'm, uh, 59 bucks. That's so cheap for yeah. like, pit tickets. That's a steal. Hopefully, yep. uh, I said I was a little hesitant to buy tickets just because I don't know what the fuck's going to be going on with me, which sucks. Though. But I'm gonna I'm gonna hope I'm still able to find a pit ticket. I was gonna say if you get, can find one, yeah, you can definitely ride with us and stay with us at. Uh, get my, yeah, get myself to KC. Yeah, that's huge. They added KC, uh, well, K- Kansas City, Kansas, which is about mm-hmm. five miles away from Kansas City, Missouri. Yep, <laughs> you are totally more than welcome to uh, come with us if you're feeling good. You know, you can get a ticket, and then if you can just come over next week for like 20 minutes, so we can make that video. Yeah. Then come on <laughs> Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Do it just for 20 minutes, and then if you have to poop, we'll pause the feed, and you have to go upstairs. Go ahead, man. Yeah, we can do that. I'll pick you up and drop you off. It's no big deal. <laughs> yeah. Just, just please, just do Just let the, let the boy water your plants. <laughs> <All right. laughs> What's your number? For God's sake, let the boy water your plants! <laughs> what? Uh, let the wine! <laughs> Drink it a wine! Uh... Uh, okay. Uh, is it your number? Th- is it your number three? Oh, it's my uh, number two actually. Oh, okay. Uh, my number two uh, by the band Catfish and the Bottlemen. They have a new album coming out, which I'm excited for because I really fucking enjoy their music. Um, but their new song "Long Shot" really good. If you like Catfish and the Bottlemen, it's right up right up your alley. Then, like it sounds. I check just... them out. I remember you talking about them not too long ago. Oh, you've definitely heard their songs for sure. Like they've been played like on the point and stuff. Like. It's. I mean, they're good. They're fucking. <laughs> they're good. I, th- I think I'm you so had a song by them. <laughs> I think you had a song by them not too long ago. Oh, I probably. Um, I think one of their songs was featured in an NHL game. Makes sense. I'm looking at them right now. Hmm. Their song uh, Seven is my favorite song by them. It's a okay. great fucking song. I'm gonna check them out. And it's they, a cool name. They uh, on Spotify. They have a Spotify session when they covered uh, "Read My Mind" by The Killers. Oh, nice! And it's good because he was just fucking around. Like he's just like in the middle, of, in between songs, and he's like, "Oh, you like this?" It's like, "Fuck it, I'll keep playing it then." And he played like the whole song. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Number um, my number two this week is uh, "Mr. Blue Sky" by the Electric Light Orchestra. Ooh, a little Guardians of the Galaxy two. Yeah, I watched that the other day again. I realized it's like now a movie that I could just watch over and over. Yeah. Such a great opening an it opening uh, song. Katie will not, like, she did not like it. And this is, like, when me and her first started, like, dating. So, like, we didn't really the watch it. The song or the movie? The movie. Um, this is right when we first started dating, so we didn't really watch it. We were on Netflix and then chilling. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I touched her butt. And, hey. Uh, hey. Um, oh, I was going to say something else that she gets so mad at when I say it to her now, but I can't say it on the air. It's a little X-rated. Oh, okay. I say I fill her up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, stop saying that! <laughs> so I say it all the time now, and it's fucking hilarious. But anyway. But, 
But yeah, but she I, won't watch it, and she didn't really like it that much. And we never fin- she never finished the movie. I'm like, but like the last like 30 minutes of that movie makes that whole movie of yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy 2. If it didn't have that last 30 minutes, I would agree it wouldn't have been that good of a movie. But that whole from when the dad turns on, that movie is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. That's like, when shit just gets real. Actually, I take that back. When Groot is getting like trying to retrieve Yondu's like head thing, that's when yes. the movie's like great. Yeah. <laughs> he says he doesn't like hats. He, he thinks he wants you to wear it as a hat. <laughs> I am Groot. He doesn't like hats. <laughs> he says what, what is he like <laughs> he says, wear a hat and you think somebody looks like something from behind and then they take the hat off and it's completely different or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> that that scene in the one where <laughs> the ant little woman thing is like you're in love. You're in love with her. And then, and then fucking Batista's character, fucking, uh, oh, why am I drawing a blank on his name? Drax is like, ha, 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 ha. She just told your deepest, darkest secret. <laughs> I love at the beginning when he scares Quill. Like, he's just standing there. He's like, hey. He's like, hey yes. <laughs> do me. Do me next. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, but what if. Like this, that movie made me love Batista. Nothing oh God! Will go over yeah. my head. Nothing will go over my head. Oh, my reflexes are too fast. Yeah, I will catch it. I will it. catch it. <laughs> no, you are ugly, yeah. horrible to look at. <laughs> my favorite. I still say this. I say this all the time to people when like they're talking to me, and I was like, "Sorry, I was paying attention. I was thinking of something else." Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, just Here, a good movie. I gotta play. That, I gotta play great. the audio to this. It's such a great soundtrack. Marvel does so good with their music and movies. Yeah, they do. Here, here you go. What? No! He thinks you want him to wear it as a hat. That's not what I said. I'm good. He's relieved you don't want him to. I'm good. He hates hats. I'm good. On anyone, not just himself. I'm good. One minute you think someone has a weird shaped head, the next minute it's just because you realize part of that head is the hat. <laughs> That's why you don't like hats? This is... <laughs> he just nods. <laughs> yeah, he just nods. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh man, Good I am Groot. <laughs> I am Groot. <laughs> uh, 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 side note, real quick before we finish off our uh, songs of the week, uh, that new Spider-Man trailer came out, and woo boy, is it good? I haven't looked at it yet. Yes, you know I'm a sucker for Spider-Man, so yeah, I can't. I still got. I'm still waiting on whatever it is to come out on digital download by this universe one. What? Spider-Man, uh, the oh, universe. Spy- the, the, Spider-Man the animated Spider-Verse? One. Yes. Oh, my yeah. God, yes. Since I'm not able to go to a fucking movie theater and watch it. Oh, man. Man, what a good movie. But Spider-Man, like this, Tom Holland as Spider-Man is the perfect Spider-Man. As I like to call him, Michael J. Fox Part 2. Um, dude, he's, I like that. He is totally Michael J. Fox. Like, Yeah. He even see it has his voice down. Like, duh. I mean, I can't do it, but like. He does. That's a good uh, thing. Did you see, I liked his tweet the other day. Uh, I think it was when like the the, the trailer might have came out or something. Or maybe the day before. It was just like Tom Holland tweet. So I talked to Sony today. Dot 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 dot. That's all it said. <laughs> it's like yeah. No, he's he's good, man. I like him. I like him too. Okay, so I just pulled it up. I'm gonna play Tom Holland in Spider-Man: Homecoming when his friend finds out he's Spider-Man and he lets out this like little like <laughs> yell. I'm just like, that's when he does that. That's when I'm just like, oh my God, he's Marty McFly. He sounds just like Michael J. Fox. Here, listen. 
And then here. And yeah. then here's a compilation of Marty McFly screaming. <laughs> Dude, I mean, it's identical. Yeah, it's ah, true. It's nothing. Ah! Yeah. Th- that little thing, I was like, oh my god, he could be Marty McFly's kid. He's kind of got like the same mannerisms too, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like the little, like the, uh, oh, this is my sound bad. I obviously don't mean it this way, but like the, the, like kind of like the, like the spaz, spaz, yeah. like, like twitchy kind of stuff. Well, obviously I'm not. No. Yeah. I get what you mean because yeah, like, yeah. before he was diagnosed with Parkinson's, like Marty or uh, Michael J. Fox, that's how his acting was. Like he was like in Marty, like, especially when he was Marty, like, yeah, he was really like kind of like spazzy as Marty McFly in back to the future. And with, good reason to be because of just like I would be spazzed out if I was in that movie like if I'm saying like if I was that character like yeah and also like the same thing with Tom like if you were like all of a sudden just Spider-Man and like people are finding out stuff and you're just like oh man I gotta do all this stuff and you're just like mm-hmm. it's almost like you're in like a constant like panic of like yeah. anxiety you're just like it's like you're uh it's like you're just constantly like twitching around seeing who's coming after you mm-hmm. 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 yeah but anyway, yeah, but the last thing about Spider-Man, uh, the new Spider-Man movies with Tom Holland in it are just right up my alley because of the way that, like, they mix the way – it's kind of like the Guardians of the Galaxy, like, thing. It's the way they mix the music in, and all the music in Spider-Man is all, like, <laughs> punk, like, 80s, like, punk music, which is, like, yeah. awesome. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why, I, and I think that's why I like Spider-Man Homecoming. I think it's my favorite superhero movie, aside from The Dark Knight, because of just – I think the music, I think, totally helps for me. Yeah, definitely. And it's just, it does it again, that Spider-Man Far From Home trailer. It's like, plays the Ramones right at the beginning again. I'm like, all right, let's go. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, uh, it's my number my, one? Yeah. Or is it your number two? No, your number one. Oh, yeah, it's my number one. Uh, my number one, uh, this is going to be a little tribute to uh, Mean Gene Okerlund. Uh, Tutti Fruity by Little Richard. <laughs> Oh man! Did you post something about that the other day? I may have posted it on my uh, Snapchat. That's and that's it was that song because Little Richard sounds like uh, Little Richard sounds like Ray Charles in that song. Like it sounds like like it goes hand in hand with Mess Around. That's why I Mess Around right after that. Okay. And but man, like Tutti Frutti is just a song. Like if you play that at a bar, I'm fucking dancing to that song. Might have to be our new bar song whenever I get out of the house. I just can't wait for our 80s episode so we can just pick time after time for every Songs of the Week. Yeah. <laughs> I almost uh, I almost picked an 80s song today, and I was like, oh, no, I can't do that. I know. I'm, like, holding back on picking 80s and 90s songs. And I was kind of like, I was like, since we have our last 90s episode coming up soon, whenever you can get back into the cockpit. But uh, that'll be our first episode on your return episode. Dope. Um. But yeah, just I'm like I'm gonna be relieved that I can pick '90s songs again for some songs of the week. Like, yeah, no kidding. Well, I almost picked a '90s song too, and I was like, oh no, we have another '90s episode. Mm-hmm. So I went 2000s with the JT. I'm saving one. Uh, I've been saving like one song for the '90s episode, so I don't forget about it because I love it so much. It's been, I hope it's I pick been it. on my thing for like two months. Be funny if I pick it. So I totally thought it was an '80s song, and I looked it up, and it came out in 1990, and I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. All right. What's your number one? My number one this week. 
It's a little song called Steady As She Goes by the, I'm going to butcher Ooh, this name. Uh, Rack the Rackandeers? The Rackandeers? Rack yep. I've seen them live team. twice. Yeah. Uh, Steady As She Goes. It's just such a good song. It is. They're a good band. They only have two albums. Really? Yep. It's Jack White. Oh, yeah, that's true. It is Jack White. Mm-hmm. That was like yeah. in this phase of like, he's like, I'm going to be in like 17,000 different bands. Yeah, that's right. He was. <laughs> I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, just a just a good fucking jam. I forgot about that song until like the other day, just going through music and shit. I was like, Dude. man, what song? I was like, steady as she goes. Like, why have I heard this song? I was like, oh, yeah. It's like, because it kind of like starts off like, yeah. And then all of a sudden, like real quickly, just like gets mm-hmm. into that steady as she goes. Just like fuck yeah. Have you seen the music there. video for that? Uh, fuck, probably not. In, like the longest time. Uh, what the, was the like the little kids like racing like uh-huh. in like little box cars? I guess that's what they're called. Yeah, or is it like the derby cars or whatever it Something is? Like that. It's like they they do it in the Little Rascals movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like a it's like a a, a box wood or a, yeah. I, I don't know what you're saying. That's or the whole word. music video is like them racing like yeah. in those. Hey, look! There's your mom. Whoopee! Whoopee! <laughs> and that yeah. was songs of the week. And make sure to go follow our playlist on Spotify at Offended Presents Songs of the Week. And Jim, you need to text me your songs from last week. Oh fuck yeah, dude! It, hey, Corey, if you're listening, I can never get your songs because you write them down on a fucking piece of paper. Yeah, just fucking. Uh... Yeah, just write them and then tear them out and then just leave them on the table. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't have like any of his songs. I haven't put in like any of his songs like for the last like four songs of the week that he's done because they're all in his <laughs> notebook. <I'm> like, <laughs> <laughs> he's probably like, "Why are my songs in here?" It's like because you don't send them. Yeah, send it. Just fucking send it, Corey. Send it, Corey. Okay, uh, before we get into our Royal Rumble discussion. Uh, let's hear a quick word from our sponsor, Mr. Kyle Forche. What's up, everybody? Kyle Forche here to tell you about my brand new podcast, the Going Off Topic podcast brought to you by the Anything But Credible Network. On Going Off Topic, I look at all forms of media from different real and theoretical angles that you don't usually hear about, from movies to TV to music to sports to gaming to anything, really. You never know what the topic will be, but you're guaranteed a new angle and a different conversation about it, that's for sure. You can find Going Off Topic anywhere and everywhere that you get your podcasts. Check out our social media feeds on Facebook, Going Off Topic with Kyle Fauche, on Twitter, Going underscore off underscore topic. And don't forget about anythingbutcredible.com, where you can find everything for the pod, including the written blog post. That's right. We're carrying over the Going Off Topic blog to anythingbutcredible.com too. So check it all out there, and I'll catch you on the next topic. Before we start uh, getting into our Royal Rumble discussion here, next week uh, we will be doing our prediction preview show to see if Jim will remain champion. Uh, Jim, I really hope that you can – I'm going to say it again. I'm going to harp on this like for a week. 
I'm going to be that annoying guy who texts you, and I know I'm never going to get a text back when I say, you better show up next week. <laughs> I'm going to get it all the time. I'm sure you're used to it by now anyways, but it's fine. Yeah, I'm used to everybody just blowing me up. Well, I'm, I'm saying I'm going to make it worse. So, <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate that. At, at least I give you a warning, you know? Yeah, you are giving me a warning. That's fair. Um, But, yeah, I actually, I want you at Sunday for sure because we got our Royal yeah. Rumble Pool. Uh, thank you to everybody. Holy shit, we filled up the Rumble Pool and, like, we filled up the men's in, like, a day. Like Really? Yeah, we had, like, maybe three spots left for the men's, like, on that Damn. Monday I posted that. Like, there was a lot more spots for the women's than there was uh, men's, and we filled up the women's today. So both rumble pools are filled. Last time we did this, it took us about a month to fill up uh, the rumble pool. This time it took four days. Wow. Yeah, I know. Well, that was also that was also fifty. Yeah, but like at the same time, we have close to fifty people. Like, uh, oh, not everybody bought into both. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's only some that did just men's, there's some that just did just women's. Like. Okay. Yeah. So we have probably about 40 different people. Like, and we did that in four days. Mm. You know what it was last year, I think, that we did for the Royal Rumble? What? I think it was just like me, you, maybe <laughs> Dan, and like somebody else that picked like. Maybe it was, maybe it was just a prediction show. I, th- I thought we made like a bet, though, on who we thought was going to win. No, we no this. So we didn't do one for the actual the real rumble last year. We only did this for the greatest well, Royal Rumble. I know we didn't do a pool, but I thought like me, you, and somebody else did something though. Maybe. Um, I think we which, just like made a couple picks. Which I'm gonna have a I should have a decent amount of people over here for the Royal Rumble, and I think a decent amount of people are coming over for a takeover as well. Um, but the Rumble is gonna be fun. If you do come over, Jim, bring some ones because we do like. However, however many people are here, we'll divide that up and we'll all draw numbers out of a hat and that'll be your number like for the pool so you can win like 30 bucks for the rumble. Okay. Yep. So like that'll that. be fun. I mean, this the rumble's my favorite has been my favorite pay-per-view since I was a little kid. Like this is my all-time favorite pay-per-view. Like Yeah. It's just fun and now when you're older, it remains my favorite because of like we've just come up with ways to like make it fun for us and like to win money right. and shit. Like and you know what yeah. the WWE really needs to bring back? You want to get a little bit of ratings back? Not, I'm not saying this is going to fix your ratings, but this will definitely help. Bring back the hardcore title. Yeah, I think so too. Like it was just fun. Bring back that 27 rule, 24 seven rule, and like, dude, you could. It would just be so much fun. Like it can go from show to show. Like, yeah, I think it'd be awesome. I think it'd be fun. Like. I think they need to do it too because it's like they need to add some more. Ele- it's just like it's kind of just like too stale. Yeah, it's like now they're starting to reach out with like a little more backstage stuff and getting out of you know the the typical backstage stuff, getting a little more yeah animated, I guess you could say or whatever. So it's like they're doing something different, but it's like yeah, I agree. Bring back that hardcore title. I mean, you know, you can still have a hardcore championship without having headshots and. Mm-hmm. Easily. Like that. Yeah. And I think it'd be funny because then you can incorporate like YouTube and stuff and be like breaking news, like title just switched hands on like a Wednesday or something. Right. And yeah. obviously tape it on like a Monday and just don't put it out until Wednesday. Like, right. But what do I know about marketing? 
Yeah, but uh, anyway, to everybody who's in the Royal Rumble pool, um, numbers will be drawn next week uh, with or without Jim. Hopefully with Jim, so I don't have to do this solo. <laughs> um, if not, I might have to incorporate... Uh, I might have to uh, text some buddies from the Anything But Credible podcast, see if they'll do it. Oh. Even though they're not in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> um, with that being said, oh, one more thing. Uh, so yesterday, HQ Trivia, you know that app, HQ? Yeah, yeah. They had WWE Trivia yesterday afternoon. Oh, boy. I made it all the way to the last fucking question and lost. I made it to the 12th question and lost. I only would have won 21 cents, but at that point, it's just about saying I won HQ, goddammit. And, Jim, I'm going to ask you the question that I lost on because it it fucked me up. Okay. Which of the following wrestlers are considered a Grand Slam WWE champion? John Cena, CM Punk, or Rob Van Dam? Is there more? Can, I, I've never really played the HQ. Can it's you pick more one. than one? Nope, it's just one. A Grand Slam champion. Yep. Uh, is it Rob Van Dam? That is correct. I picked yeah. CM Punk. And Cena's never won the IC title. No, and that's what I knew it wasn't Cena. But then I started to think back. I'm like, fuck. Punk was Intercontinental champion at a point, and I couldn't remember. If he won the United States title, I'm like, was yeah, he the United States champion? I was like, I don't remember because Punk was Intercontinental champion for like a like a short while, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was. And so I'm like confused, and then I was thinking about Van Dam, and I'm like, well, Van Dam's never been United States champion, so it can't be Van Dam. It's got to be Punk. So when it cuts back to the people, to like the person hosting, oh, which Diamond Dallas Page helped host the show, which is kind of cool. That's They're awesome. like. Rob Van Dam is your answer, and you're probably thinking to yourself, well, he's never won the United States title, which I was. And she's like, well, that's because back in the day, the WWE used to have the European and hardcore championships, which then, back then, that made them uh, Grand Slam champions. I'm like, that son of a bitch. Like, that was the trick question, because it was about the European and hardcore championships, so I got that wrong. (laughs) I was so pissed. See, I could have won you some money. I was so mad. Well, you only get like 10 seconds, so it's not like you thought about it for like a minute. I'd, I'd say 15 seconds. Anyway, let's get into... Let's get into... I'll give you 21 cents. Let's get into uh, our top 10 uh, Royal Rumble winners first, and then we'll go in the matches after that. All right. Uh, do you want to kick us off? you want me to kick us off? Uh, you go ahead and kick us off. All right, I'll kick us off. Um, at number ten for me, I have John Cena at two thousand eight and two thousand thirteen, just because. Okay. Uh, do you have him on your list? Yeah. You want me? To, you want to wait? You want to wait? Uh, we can. Doesn't really matter. Uh, yeah, we'll I wait. guess. Wait. Okay. We'll wait. How about that? We'll wait. Okay. Um. What's your, what's your number ten? I would say that's my top ten though, or like pretty much like modern era guys ish, nineties. Yeah. Um, I do wanna I do wanna say this real quick. I meant to say this before we started. Uh the winners for me, I don't know how you did it, but the winners for me are gonna be a little different than the matches I pick. I base the matches, the thirty man matches, 
off of just pure storytelling and it doesn't necessarily have to do with anything of who won that match as the winners to me i think i picked on what it meant at the time when they won like the rumble okay yeah i think mine's my matches are a little bit of a mix Mm -hmm. kind of of that i don't know we'll be able to get through it and i think you said you did i think you said you did this i also threw in like my uh the years that i picked for like my royal rumble matches i also picked single like i also picked regular matches from that year's card and put them together just because we can save that for next year too so because those are in no particular order sure yeah i think i have uh i have like two or three that are like on my list that are just like matches that i think were better than the uh that were actually like overtook the rumble that year just because the rumble yeah. it was probably when i think when roman reigns was getting like 95 chances at the royal rumble so <laughs> um, <laughs> are a lot of your rumbles from the years uh 2000 to like 2007 um let me double check i think i wrote the years down come on jim um uh, yeah a little bit actually yeah. i really don't have much after 2010 all for me all of the rumbles from like 2000 to like 2007 are all fucking great like yeah they are good like they just tell a great story and they have you on the edge of your seat and that's something i think like the rumbles kind of lost and last year had you on the edge of your seat but we'll get into that yeah now thinking on i think i left one off that's after 2010 that i probably should have put on there because of storytelling but i didn't but i know you'll probably maybe have it on there i don't know we will see. We'll see. Uh, so John Cena is your number 10? Yep. Okay. Okay. Uh, my number 10 is a little guy named Randall Keith Orton. Ooh. Uh, he was an honorable mention of mine. Was he? Yep. Yeah. Uh, I think he won He won one. I think he's only won. Oh, no, he's won two. He's but this two. is the one. Yeah. He's, this is the one from 2009. He won. When he had, uh, when he had like legacy with him. Yeah. Yeah. 2009 and 2017 which they had to use old roman to get him over in 2017 otherwise people would have been pissed yeah that's why i was kind of like yeah that one doesn't really i mean good win for randy i mean it's randy orton he's one of the best but uh mm-hmm. yeah 2009 one you know you got the legacy with him i think he was was he feuding with triple h <sighs> uh yeah yeah that's that's who he wrestled that mania that year Okay. And Orton was apparently Randy Orton was pissed that they were main eventing that year because uh Sean and Taker tore down the house and yeah, Orton was like right. apparently like really <laughs> pissed off backstage. He's like, I can't we can't follow that. Like Yeah. Why would you make us follow Sean Michaels and the Undertaker? Yeah. I wish they I think they maybe had like a cool down match, but the crowd was completely Still. silent for that Triple H Orton match. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's one of the dumbest things you could do. But I remember in 09, I remember I was really excited for Randy to get that Rumble win. Yeah. I remember he got pissed during the Rumble, too, because he kept pointing at the WrestleMania sign. The fireworks weren't going off, and he was getting pissed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Do you remember that when he kept pointing at it, and he looked down at the camera, and he just goes, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) What the fuck's going on? (laughs) Oh, man. It's hilarious. Good for that guy. All right. Um... My number nine is the dead man, the undertaker at 2007. Do you have him? No, he's on my list. Right, so we'll wait. We'll wait. 
All right. Uh, so my number nine. Yep. Uh, I got a little guy by the name of Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. Ooh, another honorable mention of mine. Might have heard of him. Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe he. Well, he won in two thousand. Yep. I know that much. That's it. That was it, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I thought he was in another Rumble though. Like when he came back after one of those, like. No, he beat Punk for the title at one of the Rumble pay per views. That's what it was. Yeah. That makes sense. But yeah. Uh, Which was dumb. Yeah. I just remember that. This the one that he won in 2000 just because of like, the, uh, the controversy behind it. Yeah, because his feet were actually on the ground when the <laughs> show went over. Yeah. Which oh, man. They did a good job. See, that's like when WWE like wasn't afraid to like talk about botches and turn botches into like storylines, you know? Like yeah, like, like it was like okay, oh shit, there was a botch. How do we fix this? Uh, I'm like obviously like show the guy pissed off. Yeah, like mistakes. It's like, it's like any sport, like mm-hmm. like hockey, a goal that maybe should have been a goal or offsides that wasn't offsides. Like you know, like real shit happens. That's why it's live. Like yeah. all right, just roll with it. Make something out of it. Don't like act like it never happened. Exactly. Like the Katie Pick thing, you yeah. know. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, fun facts about the Rock. Every title match that The Rock had at WrestleMania, he has lost. No. Except for the Intercontinental title. Oh. When he beat Austin at Mania, it wasn't for the title, was it? Nope. And when he beat Cena, it wasn't for the title. He has lost every time that's that uh, like a world title has been on the line. Wow. He's never, that's crazy, man. It's crazy to think about that The Rock has never won like a, a champion. Like WrestleMania 16, The Rock should have won. Looking yeah. back on it, like Triple H went over in that match, and it was just kind of like, how do you oh, not yeah. let Rock win that match? Right. Even Foley, like for that match. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's I forgot crazy. about that. Crazy. Yeah, it's just crazy to think about some of these guys that, like, you know, like Rock has only won one Rumble. Mm-hmm. The Rumbles are, like, huge for people, I guess. I guess it doesn't really make or break a guy, but, like, and then, like you said, he never really won at Mania in title matches, but he was still just as fucking big. Well, it's kind of crazy. The Undertaker's only won one Rumble, too. Yeah, he did. That was a crazy one. We'll that was, yeah. yeah we'll, we'll talk. Well, shut the shut fuck up. Uh, <laughs> shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> um, uh, your number eight? Yep. Uh, number eight, I have uh, last year's winner of the Women's Royal Rumble, Asuka. Oh, okay. That's an honorable mention for me. Yeah, I have Asuka just for the sole fact of, like, she went in undefeated and they still had, like, they still let her win, which I thought was awesome because it's like that match. Last year's Royal Rumble was like what the Royal Rumble used to always mean. It was always like making the younger or not younger, I should say, making like a new star, basically. Yeah. And like this is the guy that we're going with and we're going to push. And that was right. kind of like the same with Asuka and Shinsuke. And WWE, I think, botched both of them. And Asuka's the champion now, but she still, to me, like doesn't have like that momentum that she once had. Nah, she's got a little bit. It's a little bit better, I yeah. think, than it was earlier in the year. But they're not doing anything with her. It's Becky's carrying this whole story right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's a good pick. That was a huge pop, though, when she won. I remember that. Fuck yeah, because she... it came down to her and Nikki. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. And Nikki botched the final spot. Like... Uh horrible mm-hmm. look and then uh ronda rousey debuted right after that oh that's right it's all coming back to me now right. good pick uh so my number eight yes sir 
My number eight is the game. Triple H. Ooh, he's higher. He's only one. He's higher on mine. Higher on mine. Oh, is he? Yes, sir. Okay. All right. I, did he only? Has he won two? Like, does that one that he won it? He's won two. Yeah. Okay. Yep. The one against, like, the one with the title, like, open for whatever. Yep. Yeah, he's won okay. two Rumbles. Couldn't remember if I was considering that a Royal Rumble win or not. Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, I would. it is. Uh, okay, we can, we can wait. We can wait. We can wait. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll wait. All right. Number right. seven for me. <laughs> At number seven, I have uh, Drax the Destroyer, Batista. Got the I'll be animal. honest. Uh, I lost you there for a second, so I don't know who you said. <laughs> Batista. That's your number seven? That's my number seven. Is he higher on What yours? a shocker. He's my number seven. Oh, wow. Wow. Look at us today. Wow. Look at that. Yeah. Good old Dave. Yeah. Wow. Good old dude, Dave I just, Batista. I forget just how good Dave actually was. He, no shit, dude. Like, he gets a lot of flack. And this wasn't his fault. And he's even admitted this, that it's not his fault. Like, oh, yeah. That's 2014. That was yeah. Brian's year. Like, yeah. And Dave, he was even like, I can't win. And Dave was like, let me lose like on the Jericho podcast, Batista pitched the idea of him losing the rumble and then winning the title from Orton at the next pay-per-view. And that would set up the triple threat at mania. Yeah. Which that makes a lot of sense, but apparently triple H like really wanted to wrestle Brian. Yeah. Well, I, I guess first, it, he wanted I to guess... wrestle punk. That was the whole thing. Oh yeah. That's and that's true. what caused like the big ordeal. So at the time, like, like at the time, I guess like it was all just fucked up, and Punk kind of saved it all, like in a weird way. Like, yeah, I, I it's weird. I guess it all kind of worked out mm-hmm. because it did just add that more. Like, fuck, man, is Daniel Bryan going to get his chance? And then like he, you know, takes over Raw. So I guess it. I, I think it's one of those things where like they made a mistake, but it ended up luckily working out for them very well. Yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. better than if he would have won the Rumble. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that because it you know? it set in motion like this whole thing and then remember uh they went into the elimination chamber match and it was like his last chance at the title and he got fucked over again and the crowd was going like fucking angry crazy and yeah. they zoom i just remember the zoom in on brian at the end of the match when brian's like pulling his hair and he looks angry and just like pissed off yeah and I'm like oh here we go he has like i just remember like thinking there i'm like at first, I thought, like, maybe this is the last chance for Brian. They're going to go in a different direction. But the way they zoomed in on Brian to end the pay-per-view, I'm like, oh, fuck. They're pushing him. He's mm-hmm. going to win the title. Yeah. They're actually going to go. That's the, That was the moment when I realized that they're actually going to go with Brian at Mania. Yeah. Um, but uh, I guess anyway, back to Dave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that uh, that 2005 Rumble win, though. <laughs> that was something. Who, Vinnie Mac? <laughs> he blew out his quads. Both of yeah, both of them. <laughs> then he just sat there. It is hilarious. But dude, credit to Vince. Like he's in fucking serious pain, and he mm-hmm. sits there and doesn't show any emotion on camera. And nope. I, and on there's a Vince McMahon documentary that came out a while ago, and they Stephanie on the documentary Stephanie was like, I've never heard my dad scream so loud in my life. It scared the crap out of me. And Stephanie's like, I started crying because it, it, I was so scared. They said right when he got backstage, Vince just started like screaming because it hurt so. Yeah, hard. yeah. And, I think he like I think he like got help and like kind of like walked a little bit on his own backstage. Yeah, and then he came back 
he rehabbed him and came back, and apparently half the time Triple H did. So Vince on the documentary is like, yep, did it half the time. Did it, did it half the time other than that loser <laughs> Triple H. And he started laughing. He's like, I hope he doesn't watch this. Like, <laughs> Oh, man. That's funny. Dude, just like the image of he slides into the ring, and then he's just sitting up against the ropes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and just young Cena and young Batista are like just looking at him, and they're both like, uh-oh, we just fucked up. Because that was a legit, like, botch. Like, that was a legit, like, fuck-up. They weren't yeah, supposed was. to go over. Uh, I thought... Cena was supposed to go over. Batista was supposed to grab the... onto the ropes, and Batista said Cena was so sweaty that yeah, like, when he the went to grab the ropes, too, yeah. he slipped. And he's like, luckily, he's like, I have no idea how. But he's like, but luckily, I, like, we landed at the exact same time. Like... yeah. And yeah, that was not supposed to happen. Yeah, that's what he. I remember people giving him like a lot of shit for that, like botching that. It's like, dude, like he had to pick up this big ass sweaty guy and try to like do a. It's. I think it's tough for big guys to try to do a spot like that. That's oh, yeah. not. You got a lot of momentum coming, man. You, that's you know, it's not the cruiserweights where they could you know probably save themselves. That's a that's a lot of man muscle. <laughs> what I thought was going over those ropes. What I thought was hilarious is that so right when Vince gets out of the ring. They do the spot and end the match. It's not like they wrestle again for like for a little bit. Yeah. They literally It was like twenty seconds maybe. So when the camera's like. on Vince, apparently one of the refs that's in the ring run like he when he the referee like bends down to check on Vince, that's when Vince like mouths to him like redo the finish. Just do it now. And that's yeah. when the ref when they cut the Vince, the referee is over to Cena and Batista go, They're just gonna redo it. Like just redo this the spot and end the match. That's yeah. the one time I will give WWE credit on production of camera cuts and yeah. how well they did a good job of like editing that and covering up the botch because it made yeah. it look like that was supposed to happen. Yeah, they really did because it was kind of like, oh, shit, was that supposed to happen? Maybe it wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. And Batista was like, I'm not going for that Batista bomb again. He just spine busters him and then throws him over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, yeah, that's Batista at number seven, so I guess it's my six, right? Yep. All right. All right, my number six is Brock Lesnar, 2003. Oh, okay. Forgot about Brock a little bit. Yeah, that rumble's pretty fucking awesome. And uh, that final four. Is that, that what's rumble, se- is that what set up him and Angle? Yeah, yeah. And Undertaker gave him, like, the respect at the end of the match. Ah, yeah, he did. But that final four. Ooh. Who was in the final four? Batista, Kane, Taker, and Lesnar. Oh, that's right. Just four oh, big that guys. Was, that, that was a good final four. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, Lesnar that year, 2003, man, that was Lesnar's year. That's when, like, Lesnar could wrestle. Oh, I mean, Lesnar still can wrestle. He's proved it with Brian and Styles. Like, and he's proved it with Joe even. Yeah. I just think he doesn't like working with I think he actually hates working with Strowman personally and we've that's all we've seen mostly. Yeah, I think so too. And I, I think, think he's sick of working with Roman personally. Yeah. Well, yeah, I can't blame him there because it's like why do I got to keep doing the same story when you're not mm-hmm. It's like if they were doing better with Roman yeah, maybe it'd make more sense, but he's like, in his head, he's probably like, you guys have done nothing with Roman to make him, yeah. to make me 
have a reason to like put him over or anything. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Lesnar that year, 2003, that was Lesnar's coming out party in my opinion. Even though 2002, he was only there. He hadn't been there for even a year yet. It was. Yeah. It's a year the night after WrestleMania, at that point. Yeah. And true. like, as much as 2002, like, yeah, that solidified Lesnar. It was for me. It was 2003 that solidified Lesnar as like the real deal. He's a fucking Hall of Famer, whether we want to admit it or not. Like, he's <sighs> a legit Hall of Famer, and yeah. he was putting on some great fucking matches. Yeah, I, I'd like to hear more from Lesnar once he's like done with the WWE Same. like how he like really maybe feel like mm-hmm. I know he is in his own way and like he does what he wants to do but like how he maybe really feels about the business like yeah. I'm sure there's some truth to it where he just like you know he is the guy that wants to go in do what he's got to do clock out but like how much does he actually care about the yeah. business or is he that selfish mm-hmm. I, and I'll yeah. probably change my opinion on him if he goes to the Hall of Fame um, oh yeah how's that beer taste bud it's good. It's good, dude. He's totally yeah. a Hall of Famer. He's main evented. Uh, to me, it's like if you main evented WrestleMania, you're in the Hall of Fame. It's true. And he's main evented three now. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and, I, I just don't think the last couple of years is like. It's not going to hurt him getting to the Hall of Famer. He's going to get in, but like, I mean, dude, I think the last of, couple of years have put a bad taste in some people's mouths. Oh yeah. Like, okay. And even though yeah, he's a part timer and he's like held the title for a while. We complain about it, but at the same time, like, that's what the WWE used to always be. Hogan and, like, Macho Man, they were never, like, at, like, all the shows. You know what I mean? You saw them, like, once a month, if that. Bruno San Martino defended the title, like, once every, like, two months or something like that. Lesnar's kind of like a throwback to, like, that old style of champions, like... That's true. I think that's, but I think that's probably it's tough to do nowadays. It is. It totally is. It's a different with how time. popular, yeah, with how popular WWE is, and like how it's like when we want, you know, like hey, we want to see this. We want to see it every week. We want it now. We're like back then. It was, I think it meant more to be like, oh shit, Bruno's coming through town, or Bruno's going to be yeah. on TV. It's like oh fuck, but now it's like, well, now you got more storyline depth and stuff where it's like you need it there. Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't help that Lesnar's literally been doing the same story. For the last five years now. Yeah. It, it's weird. It's like how much blame goes on him actually wanting to be there and how much exactly. blame goes on WWE for not. It's, it's, a, it's a two-way street. Yeah, it, it really is. It really is. And that's why, like, I don't hate Lesnar because when Lesnar is good, he's fucking great. Like, right. And I'm excited and a little scared for next Sunday. Me too. Because um, I, I will say this. Lesnar does work better with smaller wrestlers. He does. And he even worked better when he wrestled, like, Mysterio all those years ago. Like, those yeah. matches were good. And, like, um, I'm excited. And if w- and here's my take. If WWE had any balls, they have Balor win the match. Because Lesnar, just yeah. like Dave, our pal David said, who's going to be in town next week, so you definitely have to come over. Um, oh, fuck. <laughs> um, uh... If they had any balls, they have Balor win. Yeah. If Balor pull it off. And that would make Finn Balor. That would make Finn Balor. Like Right. It's like, like you want him you need a star, you need another star made, that's how you gotta do it. That's and that that makes him right there. And then you let him and like Rollins go tear the house down at WrestleMania. Yeah. And that, I, that's what I can't I believe do. 
I can't believe I didn't even think about this. And I told you like the other day when I saw a tweet about it, like I, I under, like I know Finn, you know, there's a way to make him win, but there's a lot of people that are like, no way can he do that. And then somebody posted the most like obvious thing that I can't believe I didn't think of. Eddie Guerrero beat Lesnar. Yeah. What's the difference? Exactly. Like I get, they've kind of made Brock, I guess a little more bigger, stronger mm-hmm. kind of style, I guess. But like, Truly, what's the difference? Exactly. Like, why can't you have David beating Goliath now? If they, if WWE had balls, you know what you do it right for this? How you help Finn win? Have the Good Brothers come down and fuck over Lesnar big time. Yeah, do something. Have the put them together and like have them like turn like almost do a double turn if you can if you can pull it off. Put yeah. Finn as a heel and have him be Balor Club like how he was in New Japan, like Bullet Club. Turn, make the double turn happen and have like maybe add somebody else into the group with them and just have them beat the ever living shit out of Lesnar until Balor wins that match. Yeah. And then there you go. And then you have Seth Rollins, who's going to be the over baby face that wants to take him down. There he is. Right. There it is. And you know, Lesnar's going to be at WrestleMania anyways. He doesn't need the title. That's what David, that's what I was going to say that David said. He's going to be at the show anyways. It's not like his match needs a title. Like, yeah, that's true. And then you, there you go. And then you can have him and Strowman go one on one, and that's where Strowman gets his like victory over him. There, bam. Yeah, or even do McIntyre. Yeah, true. Because I, I think now it's like weird for people to be like, all right, so Finn's gonna put on this hell of a match and beat Lesnar, but Strowman could only last four minutes with Lesnar, and it's like, uh, yes, but you got to think about it. That all comes down to booking, and I guess if Braun was hurt and all that, whatever was going mm-hmm. on back then, it's kind of like that's you almost got to just like forget what happened with that yeah. and like just kind of start fresh like if, if Finn wins like like I said dude it's like Eddie Guerrero beat him why can't Finn exactly I'd, I'd pull the trigger I'd do it yeah and you, you, and you have this to is, you gotta... if this is really the new era do it this is the time to do it prove mm-hmm. every all the fans wrong that are saying though this is not the new era prove yeah, all the fans wrong you don't gotta wait till mania to do everything huge do mm-hmm. it now yep it's one of your top fucking pay-per-views do mm-hmm. it now be fucking huge that pop would be crazy yeah it would yeah it'd almost it would. be bigger than the pop he got at fucking uk yeah yeah <sighs> yeah i agree it's a good pick i'm gonna throw him on my honorable mention i should i think i was i think i was just being i think i was just being uh uh what's the fucking word i'm thinking of jackass uh, jackass yeah it's being a jackass uh wow i can't believe i think of this word stubborn there we go <laughs> <laughs> I was being pretty stubborn when it comes to Brock. Oh, well. I'm just a mark. Uh, so my number six? Yes. Um, you might have said him earlier. I think, yeah, uh, I got uh, Taker. Taker? Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, anytime he was in a rumble, dude, it was like... Anytime he was... Like, I don't know. How many, how many was he in? Hold on. I got him. Ten. A lot. He was in ten. Anytime he was in the rumble, it was like, hey, he could win. Yeah. Why not? He was always... Taker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like why couldn't like you could always you could always have a story with Taker. You could. It's, yeah. yeah without and I feel doubt. like he always I feel like he always had a story one way or another in those matches. Mm-hmm. Even with the one yeah, I don't remember what one, but like that one with like Maven where Maven eliminated him. I'm, and I'm actually just, watching that one right now. And then he just beat the shit out of him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm watching that guy. rumble right now where he just went crazy on Maven. Which one is that? Two thousand two. That's right. That was the first Tough Enough, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That was right after the first Tough Enough. Yeah. yeah he eliminated Taker. And that pop. <laughs> the fans went nuts. Oh, man. That was um, crazy. 
But yeah, Taker in 07. I mean, killing two birds with one stone. That's the first time anybody's won at number 30. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's, has there only been one or two others after that? Was Edge number 30? Uh, I know Cena was. Cena, and I think Edge was either 30 or 29. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, because Batista was 30 after that, wasn't he? That's right. Yeah, because I think a lot of people always can do like, no, but Edge won. He was 30. It's like, no, nah, I think he was 29. I think he was 29. That's I think so. you're right. Yeah. And I think those are the only two winners that came out at number 30. Maybe R Truth wins this year. I don't know. Yeah. This, uh, the Rumble Taker one also might be in one of my matches just because of the, uh, there's a lot more to that match. That, oh, yeah. That, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There was a match in that match. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, your number five? All right, my number five, I got the game, Triple H. Okay. Got him at 2002 and 2016. I mean, the 2002 Rumble, the when he came back, that was just perfect oh, fuck, for him. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was his first match back, and that was like, Triple H is back, baby. And like, yeah. Yeah, but uh, for me, personally, I still think Triple H was a better wrestler before he got injured the first time. I think so, too. I think his character was even better, like, before he got injured. <clears throat> hmm. I was almost, I almost just said the opposite. Because I felt like his character might have been better because he had to make up for his lack of being able to do stuff in the ring. See, I, I disagree. I totally think his character, like in 98, 99, and like to, actually all the way up to when he got hurt, like that, you just hated him. He's like, he got like Tommaso Ciampa heat. Like, yeah, yeah. I like, mean, Well, I remember him being one of my favorite heels because I was able to hate him so much. Exactly. It's like, like legitimately just hate him. Yeah. True. Okay. Because he was that. such, but he was a, like a heel who never, he never like ran away from a fight though. He always like went head on into the fight, but just had like an army with him. And like, yeah, it just made you hate him because he's like, he, like he's not backing down though. Like, true. Maybe that's why it might have been maybe why I liked his character more because he was like that, or why I thought his character was better because then he became like the coward. Yeah, and it made me still hate him more. Yeah. I don't know. And then uh, he tra- kept trying to murder Stone Cold when he came back. True, he did. He kept remember, trying to kill him. Remember, <laughs> like when he like that giant ass like, like that metal box fell like off of like, like yeah. Austin's walking backstage and that thing dropped and Austin's like what the hell and Triple H goes damn it and like they just started like fighting it <laughs> so damn it to kill them and then Austin yeah. like basically murders him at Survivor Series but Triple H somehow survived that yeah they put him in the car and flipped the car over flipped the car yeah I fuck God, forgot about anybody that anybody would have died in that oh man was he with DX then uh no, I don't think so. No, I think okay. DX was down at that point. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, because that's going into 2001. So, yeah, no, the DX was down at that point. Like, even the revival, like, DX was done. Wow. He was with, like, <laughs> Vince at the time. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. So, your number five. Uh, my number five is... One second. Oh, here we go. Uh, my number five, who I know this is a little taboo, and we can uh, go through it quickly, or however you feel about it. But uh, I, I can't, I, I can't leave out Crispin Wall. Yeah. You know, There's I mean, an honorable mention for mine. Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, just real. I mean, a number one spot going all the way. Yeah, that's uh, that's impressive. It is impressive. I mean, spent over an hour. Um, you know, it's the uh, let's see here. Yep, eliminated the big show last. So yeah, that's kind of another one of those and pulling them and pulling them until yeah. the game over. It's another one of those like you know showing that a small guy can get exactly. over on a, on a big guy. So exactly. Yeah, I just uh, I remember that one vividly because I remember I was a I was a big fan of his and mm-hmm. was happy he, he won that. So I just remember uh, at the time because we still didn't we didn't get SmackDown yet. I think it was later that year we got SmackDown finally in St. Louis. So yeah, on like got, UPN or something like yeah, that. Or uh, yeah, St. Louis never had UPN. And I remember asking my dad, I'm like, who do you think is going to win the Rumble? And I thought it was going to be Orton. And my dad's like, nah, it's not going to be Orton. Foley's going to come out probably and screw him over. I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. And like, yeah. like, well, who could it be then? And he's like, it's going to be Benoit. He's like, he's like, that's totally who they're pushing on SmackDown right now. I'm like, well, I don't fucking watch SmackDown, Dad. <laughs> yeah, this was another good Final Four. Shit, it was Benoit, Angle, Van Damme, and Big Show. Yeah, do you remember uh, Cena almost breaking his leg in that match? No. Cena got thrown over the ropes and when he landed on the mat, like when he landed on the floor, his he fell awkwardly almost like to his side and his leg like bent like Snap. sideways. Oh. No, and I don't it, remember like, that. If, if Cena didn't like catch himself, like cause Cena caught himself and like pushed his body back over. Yeah. If he didn't catch himself, I think his leg would have snapped in half. Hmm. It was kind of gross. Like Ugh. and then they ran a story about it like for a little bit after that. Like Cena was fine, but they ran a story like with him like in a brace like for the following month. Oh fuck yeah! Okay, I remember the brace now. I don't remember that fall. Oh, that I can't watch that spot. That hmm. spot still gives me like. Ugh. John Cena's an awkward guy. Yeah, <laughs> he's had a lot of awkward bumps. I feel like in his career, where it's like, oh, yeah. why are you okay after that? <laughs> oh, just do a bunch of Olympic lifting. Some John Superman. Cena, Superman doesn't lose. <laughs> damn it. I don't know why I just went into Vince McMahon. I don't know either. <laughs> All right. Uh, your number four? Yep, my number four. I feel like this could be your number four, or it might be. I feel like this might be higher for you. Okay. Yeah, little Ray Ray, Ray Mysterio. <laughs> oh, guess what my number four is? Little Ray Ray. Oh, nice. Yep. Nice. Oh, yeah, man. I met, oh, That was another of my favorite. I, I guess it is uh, the, the small guy underdog thing just like, yeah, it was like, so easy to get over then. Well, that and just the fact of the we just wanted it for Eddie, you know. Yeah, exactly. That was yeah. like, and I hate to say that because Ray, I think, still would have became champion without uh, Eddie, like passing away. Yeah, because Ray was Ray was already getting that push. Like they just oh, had like that long rivalry with Eddie, and Eddie yeah. is like a world champion. Ray was gonna get that push, like Definitely. sooner, like sooner than later. At that point, and I think the timing just, you know, it's just. Yeah, you hate to say that it was. You don't want to say it was perfect, but it, I mean, it, no, it, yeah. it, it, it helped. But that was one of the most feel-good like wrestling moments I think of all time. Like, yeah, it's one of those things match. where like reality did take over that, yeah. and it was like, yeah, it was, I, fuck, I probably I might have teared up watching that, just being like, fuck yes, mm-hmm. like good the, you know and that pop you when could, he, uh when he eliminates triple h yeah you could see the emotion too yeah and uh it was him it was him triple h and orton yeah mm-hmm. i think was, and it's like that's another one of those where it's like you got two big strong tough 
heel sons of bitches going against Ray, and you're like, oh no, this isn't going to end up good for Ray. <laughs> oh no. Ray's yeah, you're fucked. like, you're, just, you're probably, you know, I probably was sitting there like, great, Ray's going to get. <laughs> and he doesn't. It's just like, fuck yeah. Dude, was... And he was number, and he was number two to enter that match. Yeah, he was. Was Triple H one? I want to say he was because I remember like Triple H was trying to get out of it like for like the beginning of the show wasn't he yeah is that when they used to like draw the numbers from like the weird thing with Eric but no that was before that yeah yeah that was Uh, yeah because Triple H saw it and he was just like oh my god and then I remember the year before that with Flair and Eddie do you remember Flair and Eddie like Flair's like oh I got a good number and Eddie's like let me see that and then like Flair's like, Eddie, 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 Guerrero took my number. Guerrero took my number. And, like, <laughs> they made him go back and, like, switch it back out, and Guerrero was number one, and then uh, Flair was 30. Yeah, oh, that's right. Uh, you are correct. Triple H was number one that year. Mm-hmm. You know who number three was? Simon Dean. Simon Dean. Was it really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Simon Dean. Oh, that's great. <laughs> What a name! That was, just yeah, a, oh, that, that was a total fucking guess too. I remember Simon Dean coming out and doing his little. I dude, Simon Dean was hilarious. He was, dude. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to. So, in 2006, were Triple H and Orton kind of like still a, a team type thing? Was that no. still kind of like an evolution thing going no, on? Or uh, Triple H was on Raw. It's, Orton was on SmackDown at this point. That's right. Because Orton. Well, I was just wondering because Orton was number 30 that year. Yeah. Yeah. So I was trying to yeah. think if maybe they kind of had like a a uh, little friendship there going at the end to get rid of they Yeah, they, they kind of teamed up at the end. Yeah, I think so. I think they kind of played into that like, hey, we used to be like, you know, buds. But, yeah, that's totally what happened because it came down to those three and Van Damme, I think. I think it was Van Damme was the other one. And Van Damme was helping Mysterio and then Van Damme got eliminated. And then they teamed up on Ray. But here... I got the pop uh, queued up. I want to see if it comes across well on uh, the speaker. This pop man. When Triple H gets eliminated, it's one of my favorite pops of all time. Jesus. That pop, man. That's one of the best pops ever because everyone's like, oh my God, he's out, he's out, he's out. Like that pop, and then that announce the announcing call by uh, the Lawler, king, and yeah, and was that Michael Cole? I think as well. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That was that seemed about as authentic as it can get. Yeah, that's one of the best. It's one of the best. Ray Do you think Ray. the announcers know who's going to win at the end? Uh, yeah, because it's all in their script. That's mm-hmm. why, like, um, I almost wish they didn't. They uh, they can request not to know. Okay. And I think I think Lawler always requested that he didn't know. I think Cole is the one that always like knows. Um okay. however, on I've have heard during the Taker Lesnar match from WrestleMania when Lesnar beat him, mm-hmm. uh they didn't have the ending in the match in this like okay. script. And like they didn't tell him that they didn't add the ending in the script. So when Cole was going through it, like right before like that spot happens, apparently Cole was like looking like for his like the call and like and Vince apparently right before that three count happens, Vince goes, Just let it go and like he was just like the streak is over. Like he was yeah. like just like taken back. Like 
Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I think if I was an announcer, I'd like... like The Rumble, I think, is one I would like not to know. Yeah, same. I would, Just for... I would the, like not to know everything. Yeah, I'm announcing, that's true. Honestly. I feel like JR might have said he... he kind of didn't like to know a lot of he he mm-hmm. just wanted to know what the wrestlers wanted him to focus on for their people exactly for their character like let me know what you want i feel like he didn't want to know too much yeah so that he could keep that all you know the authenticity to it mm-hmm. which yeah. is just you know like that's what you want out of the announcement you don't want it to be too like you know yeah no i feel you yeah so. um anyway, let's move on uh, i guess so. my number three yeah your number three uh my number three we have to give it to the heartbreak kid Shawn Michaels, baby. Okay, it's a little higher on mine. All right, well, wait then. What's your number three? God damn it. Uh, my number three is actually John Cena. A little higher wow. up than yours. Cena at three, really? Yeah, I think just said that, that, that 2008 one. Yeah, that was like props to WWE for keeping that under wraps. Like, and that was when everything was getting leaked, and like Cena coming out at number 30 that year was just holy shit. Yeah, that was. Uh... That was just nuts. Um, the 2013 one, I don't know. That was kind of... I said after 2010, I didn't really care about too many rumbles. Well, the, I thought two, they were, the 2013 one was pretty predictable. That's been the that's the biggest issue with the rumble, except for maybe last year's, was yeah. that the rumble was always predictable. Yeah. You well, always, I mean, they always gave it away. They always gave away who was winning and what was happening, especially when like Rock and Cena were around. True. Yeah. I mean, from like 2014 up until last year, I mean, it was like you knew they were going to try to push Roman. So it was like, mm-hmm. ugh. Like he was in the final two or three every like year. He's been, up Roman's until. been in the final two every year since Batista won the Rumble. That's yeah. In 2014. Yeah. They kind of lost that unpredictability until like last year. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh shit. Shinsuke. Yeah. yeah. So. But I got <clears throat> Michaels at three. Oh, you said okay. no. Wait, no, we're on Cena. My bad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I've seen it Duh. three. Um, yeah, I know. Just that. Just that was. That's when I was a huge John Cena mark. Still, I still. I, I'm more of a Cena mark now than I think I ever was. So my Bowman, the other, I tell you what Bowman said the other day about him. He goes, he needs to cut that fucking hair. I was like, I love the hair. He looks like Ernest. It makes. Yeah, he does. It just. It just makes him look so goofy. It just adds to like the little goofy nerd persona he's kind of playing now, yeah. which I kind of like. There's a little bit of that character change. I don't know if many people have noticed that. He's kind of like. He's kind of like a dork. Yeah. Oh, totally. He's he's kind of buying into like his like little anime nerdy kind of yeah. side. You know that. Uh, I think it's kind of helping his character a little bit. Totally agree. You know. Totally agree. Yeah. Yeah, Cena, one of the greatest of all time. I'm not afraid to say it. He is. Yeah, no, me either. Um, all right, number two. Uh, yep, you're number two. <clears throat> what? Uh, oh, oh, what? That's my number two, brother. Oh, brother, brother. Uh, number two, the Texas Rattlesnake, Stone Cold Steve Austin, the only man in Royal Rumble history to win three times. Tw- once back to back, ninety seven, ninety eight, and one in two thousand one. Some I think, say he's arguably probably the greatest Royal Rumble winner of all time. I think is, I the number two. Is it him and Michaels the only ones to win back-to-back? Did Michaels win back-to-back? Michaels won back-to-back. Stone Cold has won back-to-back. And is there another one? I thought there was one more. Maybe the, maybe not. No, I don't think there is. I think Roman was going – they had they were predicting yeah, Roman too, and he didn't do that's it. That's right. That's right. Yep. 
Yeah, I mean, I agree. He might be one of the... Every one of his wins had so much importance to it. Except for in 97. Do you what remember happened in 97? 90... Remember, he was eliminated, and the refs were too busy checking on somebody else, and he ran back in the ring uh, and yeah. threw over Bret Hart and won the match, and that's when, like, the next night on Raw, people were like, what the hell? Like... <laughs> and so they had to like they did like a fatal four way match like to determine the oh, real yeah, number one contender, right. and that's when that's what that's set up like him and Hart again at uh, Mania because Hart because like they were already feuding at that point, like they've mm. already I think they've oh, already wrestled right. each other once, and then yeah, yeah. Mm. but true, uh, yeah the ninety eight the ninety eight and uh, two thousand rumbles even the ninety nine rumble man like. The 99 Rumble, it's an honorable mention of mine for, like, favorite Rumble matches. I'm just going to say it now. But I loved that Rumble when I was a kid. Yeah. And you got to see some titties in that match, so. You did. I remember, I'll never forget that, that when she walks out. And I'm like, oh, my God, you can totally see through your shirt. Like, Yeah. <laughs> and, like, uh, but that match, that storytelling in that match with McMahon and Austin, and McMahon wins. Yeah. That pissed off so many people. Yeah. I love it. Oh, that was bad, yeah. But that final four in the 99 Rumble was so weird. Who was it? It was like D'Lo Brown, Big Boss Man, Stone Cold, oh, yeah. and somebody else. Well, I guess technically Vince. That's right. But it was somebody else at the time. I want to say it was Owen, maybe? Maybe. I don't know. I can't remember off the top of my I head. I can't remember either. Hmm. <laughs> this says... <laughs> The injury that caused Austin to miss the Rumble match in 2000, many considered it the worst pay-per-view in the Attitude Era. <laughs> the 2000 Rumble? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, that's what it says. Dude, that Rumble's awesome. <laughs> I wonder who the many is. Dave Meltzer? Probably. Fuck Dave Meltzer. Now he's saying that, oh, Lesnar's always wanted to work with Balor. It's like, dude, you're the one that, you're the one that fucking said that he didn't want to work with Balor, you fucking idiot. Yeah. <sighs> he makes up he's so dumb. much shit, dude. Oh, yeah. But, uh... Oh yeah, uh, the Rumble two thousand. It's an honorable. That was another. Uh, yeah, it's an honorable mention of mine. But that pay per view is awesome. The Dudley Boys in uh, Hardy's tables match, Cactus Jack and Triple H in the street fight. Yeah, the fucking hilarious uh, May Young showing her titties. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, yeah. I feel like people will probably consider that the worst one because that's the one that uh, the Rock won. I guess because of the oh, yeah whatever that happened after it, it's like, well, you got to look at the other matches besides that. And I remember <laughs> uh, the Acolytes in the New Age Outlaws had like a quick but like a fun match, and Bradshaw yep. destroys Billy Gunn with a clothesline from hell. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah. Oh, back when JBL was cool. Yeah, dude, that fucking street fight was about a half hour long. Yeah. That was like one of the best matches. Yeah, fight's awesome. Or yeah. that match is awesome. Yeah. Anyway, Stone Cold at number two. Let's go your number one because I, we know what your number one is now. <laughs> My number one, I mean, it's the heartbreak, heartbreak kid. kid. Shawn Michaels. I mean, you know, the 95 one. That one's Only awesome. one fight. That was only, only one, one of Shawn Michaels' feet Michaels touched the floor. The ground. Therefore, your winner of the 1995 Royal Rumble, the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michael! Man, was that your Luke Gallows impression? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. I'm going to give you that. Who did he beat? Uh, who did he beat in 95? 
Why am I blinking? British Bulldog. There we go. Yep, that's right. And then he came back to back, 96, and super kicked uh, Diesel over the top rope. Yeah, that's right. What a cool way to win a Rumble, though. I know. Just a fucking super kick. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, yeah, the heartbreak kid, man. Uh, who? Uh, who's your number one? My number one is the limousine riding, jet flying, okay. wheeling, dealing, kiss stealing, son of a gun. Woo! The Nature Boy, Ric Flair in 1992, baby, with a tear <laughs> in his eye. This is oh, the fuck. greatest moment of his life. I love it. Woo! I forgot about that promo that was after that rumble. Yeah. Because that was the first vacant championship one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it just so much was riding on the line for like a storyline of like that magnitude, I think, in 92. I mean, like that's like that was kind of ahead of its time. Yeah. And the Macho Man that led to the Macho Man like storyline that was ahead of its time. Forgot about that fucking interview after that. I mean, I don't, I didn't forget about the interview. I forgot that was after that, that, uh, that rumble win. Yeah. Yeah. That's why that, that promo is almost like the reason why I have him at number one and just for, it was for the title. Like, yeah. And he came out at number three. Uh, did he? Yeah. Yep. Came out at number three, came down to him. Oh Hogan yeah. That's and right. Sid justice. That's right. Oh yeah. Sid justice. Yeah, that was his name at the time. And then he turned into Psycho Sid. <laughs> uh, what a bad name. I know, I know. All right. Holy uh, shit, look at some of the names in that match. I know, dude. <laughs> They're so bad. Yeah, it is. The Berserker. The Berserker, oh my God. The, tex- the Texas Tornado. Mm, mm. <laughs> the Barbarian. Don't make fun of the Texas Tornado. He was fucking awesome. Uh, on Eric? Yeah. Kerry Von Erich should have been a world champion in WWE. How opinion. was he not? He wasn't. I mean, I think he was an NWA champion. Oh, okay. I could be wrong. Man. But, man, what a tragic family that was. And yeah, no a shit. They came into uh, my grandma's restaurant back in the day, uh, the Did Von Erichs. Yeah, they took a picture with her. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we have that. I have that somewhere. That's a sick picture. Yeah, I have to find it. Uh, but anyway, let's get into the top ten matches. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, want me to start? You want to start? What are you going to do? What do you want to do? Uh, you can start. I started the. Uh, I started the what you gonna call it? For my number ten. So what I also I just want to say again what I did. Um, I put matches that went along with that year's Rumble. However, for the first two, for the actually for the actually just for this one. I have one from the years previous because I didn't think the Rumble was that good, but there was a match on there that just you can't go without saying. Um, but which I'm sure it's probably on your list. Okay. Is there a WWE Championship match on your list from 2017? Mm, no. Oh wow. Okay, never mind then. All right. Well, at number ten, I have 2018's Men's Rumble. It's the that was the first, like what we already said earlier, that was the first rumble that was like, unless it's higher on your list and we can wait. No, it's not. It's actually, it was kind of an honorable mention of mine, but I think I'm going to make it my number 10 as well right. and take my number 10 and make it an honorable mention. All right, all right. Um, 
But yeah, uh, 2018, the Men's Rumble. I mean, that was the first, like what we talked about earlier, that was the first Rumble that made it uh, unpredictable again. Like, that finally brought back that unpredictability of the Rumble and actually had the significance of making a star again, even though WWE ended up botching that. Yeah. Which they like, sure fucking did. Shinsuke should have totally went over at Mania, and then Styles gets it back two months later. You could still have Shinsuke win the title and still turn heel. That's like the whole like thing I think that makes me mad. Yeah, and they just didn't. No, and the story would have been so much better too. Like Styles chasing, you know, instead of the heel chasing. Right. Yeah, and then just have him do a nut shot for five months. Yeah. I don't know. It's like I think it's totally botched, but that rumble is awesome. And that final six. Do you remember the final six? Oh, fuck. Um, I about that chair shot taker lays on Maven. It just happened. <laughs> fuck. Oh, yeah. He fucking knocks him. Dude. Oh, my God. God, that chair shot, man. That fucking chair shot. So loud. It was so loud. All right, but yeah. Jeez. Do you remember that final yeah, six, though? I, I do see it now. Shinsuke, Roman, Cena, Balor, Mysterio, Orton, Ziggler, or Orton. And or- yeah, and they did, like, the three like the three most popular of, like, yesteryear versus the three. Yeah, of, that's like, right. They're leading the charge of now. And it's yep. like, this is cool because it's like, I guess they had, like, a lot of stock in Shinsuke. And it's like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what happened. Stupid writers, I don't know anything about wrestling. No shit. <laughs> no shit. But yeah, and uh, my match I had that coincided with that was actually from a year previous, though. Um, is the John Cena AJ Styles WWE Championship match from 2017. Oh, yeah, that's a hell of a match. That's their best match, in my that's opinion. A, that or their SummerSlam match. Oh, yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. Good pick, good pick. Thank you. Um, well, that was my number 10. I'll say my honorable mention, though, that I had was the uh, Benoit-Jericho match where he mm-hmm. does the fucking walls of Jericho on the ladder. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was fucking... That just looks like it hurts. Why I couldn't, even, I couldn't do that. That was your honorable mention? Yeah, it wasn't my number 10, and I was like, eh, nah, it's... That'll be just one of my honorable mentions. It's a good... I mean, it's a great match. And there was a hell of there was a bunch of spots in that match that were just like yeah, fucking across. Just two guys that can fucking go. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so you're number nine. Uh, yeah, my number nine is the 1992 Royal Rumble where Flair wins. Like again, like <laughs> that's my number it, nine as well. <laughs> I'm basing it off of like storytelling and like because like yeah, Flair came out at number three, but like I don't think anybody really expected Flair to win. And that's like takes for me, it takes away the storytelling because of it was all about everybody thought Hogan was going to win. Yeah. And the story was more about Hogan. And then when Flair just stole it from him, like or not really stole it from him because Hogan helped Flair win at the end. But yeah, that's my number. That's my number nine. And just because like you said earlier, the name, look at the names. Like it's like, all right. But. It's for the title, so that's why I had Flair at number one, and just it meant that much. It meant you know you become the man, like you know, right? So yeah, that's kind of why it was my number nine too. Yeah, oh, we've had a lot of similar picks here, huh? Yeah, 
Oh yeah, I guess we'll. Uh, do you want to say anything, or do you want to move on? Number eight. Yeah, we can go on to your number eight. All right. My number eight is the 2016 Royal Rumble, which was also for the WWE Championship. That's a honorable mention of mine because I think I'm glad that Roman didn't win that one, mm-hmm. and there was so much on the line. But I know that one caught a lot of flack. It caught flack because I think everybody knew Triple H was going to win, but yeah. it, it caught flack because WWE was so smart in eliminating Roman second to last, which gave the fans hope that Ambrose might win the match. Like That's right. And Ambrose was so small in that match. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah, he was. Like, extremely small yeah. in that match. I wonder if they would have let him win if that would have like helped him with a with a push. I don't know. Because did he win the title later that year? Uh, Roman? No, when did Dean have his yeah, Dean, championship yeah, run? Yeah, Dean did win because he won Money in the Bank. That's right. And I remember that was just kind of like a crappy title run. Yep. So I wonder if he would have won the Rumble and had won the title that way if it would have uh, would have helped him. What a bit of different storyline going into Mania other than Triple H and yeah, uh, what's his face? Yeah, you're Roman. totally right. Yeah, who knows? Who fucking knows? <clears throat> All right, but, so my uh, number eight. Or I just want to also shout out uh, my match that oh, yeah. coincides with that. Oh yeah. For my 1992 match that coincides from for my number nine was Roddy Piper winning the Intercontinental title. It was like the first title he won in WWE. It happened in 92. Who do you wrestle? He wrestled the Mountie. Oh. Oh, yeah. 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 That might have been on my list last year. That match? Yeah. Or it was like an honorable mention or something. Yeah, because I feel like that was a huge moment for Piper. It was. It was only like a. It was like a five minute match, <laughs> so yeah. quick. But yeah, it was. A, it was a big moment because that was Piper's first title in WWE. Surprisingly, that's right. Uh, and my match that coincides with 2016 uh, is the last man standing match between Kevin Owens and Dean Ambrose for the Intercontinental Title. Oh yeah, they tore the house down in that match. I, I can't wait for Kevin Owens to come back. And neither can I. He's lost some and, weight. And Sami Zayn. I know. I, I'm assuming it's happening at the Rumble. I'm hoping so. But they, have you noticed they cut off the vignettes for them? They haven't aired it in like two weeks? Yeah, I've noticed. I think they want you to forget that he, they're coming back. I think so. I think this Rumble, yeah, I think, I'm honestly thinking this Rumble might be one of the best Rumbles of all time. Like the match. Yeah, I can agree with that. And I think you're going to see a lot of returns. And I think everybody's expecting Rollins to win. But I think yeah. we might see like a massive swerve. I think we might see like a huge swerve in this match. Yeah, it's kind of unpredictable right now. Yeah. Well, I mean it also depends like what if, if Finn wins, it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. How you know, yeah. how how do you book this now? And the women's rumble, I have no idea. I guess Charlotte wins. Uh yeah, right I guess. Now, unless Becky like asserts herself into it. Yeah, I don't know. It kind of it kind of depends on the other matches. Mm-hmm. It's kind of what it comes down to, which is good. I like that. I like it too. I, I, to me, I have the women's rumble opening the show because it's like yeah. Becky. Here's the thing with Rollins and Becky; they're so over at the moment they don't need to win the rumble. They can like build a story around that. You know, right? I I think 
Oh, that's tough. What if like Mustafa Ali wins the Rumble? Be nuts. And faces Brian at Mania. I'd totally be okay with that. Yeah, I was going to say Ron that... Grande? I was going to say that Becky could would probably benefit more from the Rumble win than Rollins, but now I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Either. It just it depends on who who wins the the championship matches. Yeah. Who fucking knows? Who, fucking who knows? knows? Quick shout out to Rey Mysterio and Andrade on uh SmackDown this past. No doubt. Andrade Cien Almas, by the way. Fuck you WWE. Yeah. No but, shit. Uh, what a match. Yeah, dude. They could wrestle 100 more times for all I care. Yeah. That's why I sent out that fucking tweet where people were like you still got yeah, it to Ray. It's like fucking March. No, like what? Like when did he when did he lose it? Like you're acting like this guy didn't wrestle for like ten, like it's fucking, you know, it's like when they're acting like it's when like Shane McMahon came back or like oh, Kurt Angle and wrestled. It's like no, like, dude, Ray's been like tearing the it Dragon up. Dragon Steamboat came back. Yeah, it's like no, dude, Ray's been like he's doing been shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like he's, he's never like, lost it. Yeah, your your chance to be like better than before or something because <laughs> like that's what he fucking is like thank that's you for that, coming back to wwe clap yeah. clap clap a clap and that's not saying he was bad before but it's like i've never i've i've never seen a guy that's just looked better now yeah, yeah. or you know maybe equally as, as good as he was it's dude, just he like, looks like he's like ray mysterio from 90 from like the 90s again yeah dude he's just flying it's crazy, it's crazy. Oh, absolutely man. crazy yeah uh so my number eight yep Number eight is actually not a Rumble match, but is a match in it. It is the uh, Triple H Cactus Jack match. Uh, just, I don't know. It's just anytime those two guys got into these, when it was Triple H and Cactus Jack, they were just some of the best matches. Yeah, they the, were. the Hell in a Cell match they had at uh, might have been like No Way Out when Foley had to retire. It's like they just brought each other. Actually, I'll say Mick Foley brought Triple H to a different level in those matches. Mm-hmm. And I think just the feud was just fucking. That match is just so brutal. Yeah. Like it's almost like hard to watch. It is. It's just like Jesus, man. Like and he got the thumbtacks at the end. Yes, the th- yeah. He takes the thumbtacks. Takes the pedigree thumbtack. It's like fuck. And then uh, I always forget about the part where like they're fighting in like the the walkway, and Rock comes out of nowhere and just hits Triple H over there with the chair and walks back. He's like, "Fuck you, son of a bitch," and walks back into the back. Yeah, he's like, "Fuck you, you son of a bitch." That classic like rock leg click, kick, yeah. shaking the arm thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Because that was a that was a title match, right? Yeah, yeah. That was for the WWE Championship. Yeah, just nuts. And then just... uh, right now, the Godfather is walking out with like twenty hoes. It's when he came back in two thousand two. <laughs> I didn't he know. Just brought out like fifteen different women. <laughs> Did you know that Lita was part of the hoe train one yeah. time? Yeah, I didn't Lita know that was... until like the other day. I saw it on like Twitter or something. And uh, Victoria was too. Oh. Victoria took a bump through a table on one of the Raws, like when the Deadlies beat up, like one of the hoes, and Victoria was one of the hoes. Oh, that's yeah. correct. I watched the little clip of like Lita doing it, and it's like, she's just like, I don't, this is, I'm not supposed to be doing this. This mm-hmm. is stupid. Man. But uh, yeah, that was from number eight. All right. Uh, my number seven is the 2004 Royal Rumble, Benoit winning. Um, it's just a fun. That's just a fun rumble because it had multiple stories in that match, and that's what makes the rumble so great. Is when you have multiple like stories, and that you're you're driving force towards like WrestleMania. And in 2004, it had Benoit trying to win from number one. It had Orton and Foley like actually yep. finally like taking off because that was being teased for like months before that. 
And True. then uh, you had uh, Lesnar fucking over Goldberg. And that guy, yeah. like, and before obviously that match sucked, but like the build to that match was like, holy shit, here we go! Like, true, yeah, that one did have a lot of storylines. Oh, and in it. Uh, Kane and the Undertaker, I forgot the Undertaker. Oh fuck yeah! Off, and Kane like freaked out, and that's how Kane got eliminated. That's right. That was like the fr- that was your first tease of like the Undertaker's coming back as the Dead Man. You're a hundred percent right. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, that was a great Rumble. My match that. I have two matches from that year that were great. And one was Eddie versus Chavo. And I was think it was like I think I can't remember if it was a no disqualification match or they just had a regular match, but I remember both of them like Eddie was like really bloody at the end of that match and he was like beating the fuck out of Chavo. It like, was the, just a singles match. It, it got to the point where like even the announcer was like, Okay, Eddie, it's enough. You got it. We proved you proved your point. And it kinda almost made him look like a heel, like in a way. It almost yeah. backfired on WWE because yeah, Chavo was like asking like for mercy and like Eddie was not letting him have it. Right. And the other match is the Triple H Shawn Michaels last man standing, standing. match. Standing. Yeah. Holy shit, dude! That was a and fucking war. Ended in a draw. Yep. Yeah, it's Shawn hitting that super sweet chin music, and they both just laid flat. Both of them yeah. are like bloody fucking messes. Yeah. God. Fuck, I forgot how good that match is. I'm going to have yeah. to go watch 2004 after this. Yeah, that match, that title match is fucking amazing. True. Good pick. Good yes. pick. Thank you. Uh, my number seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got the 2010 Edge. That that Rumble. I, that's, I left, that was an honorable mention of mine. Edge was well, an honorable mention of both of mine. Yeah, it's, I, did Edge only win one Rumble? Because yeah. he came in at 30, right? <laughs> 29 29 there, see exactly that's see? what happens but uh the only reason why i didn't pick this one was because when edge came out i was it was kind of like well that's who's winning like like that was like the one year where it was kind of unpredictable again and yeah. then it was like edge came out it's like oh well there's your winner like yeah because he was hurt yeah and then came back because yeah, nobody else made sense like True, true. Wait, who did Edge? Did Edge face he, Taker that year? No, he wrestled Jericho. He wrestled Jericho, that's right. Elimination Michaels. Chamber was here in St. Louis, Missouri, and uh, Jericho was in both chamber matches that night. And because he, like, he asked for his release from Raw in the middle of the show and showed up on SmackDown and it entered himself into the Elimination Chamber. And at the very end of the match. He, uh, Michaels popped out from like yeah, the cells right. or a chamber and super kicked Taker and Jericho would like pinned him while staring at Michaels and like got out of the ring. Yeah. Do you know what else that I oh, yep just looked at uh, from that 2010 one is when CM Punk was just preaching to the audience. Yeah, that was and awesome. Elim- and eliminating people. Yeah. Yep. I that was, was awesome. another reason I picked that. Yeah. It's just <laughs> what a dick. Yeah. <laughs> That was I'm I forgot about st- that. That was awesome. Gonna, that was 2010. Gonna, yeah, I'm gonna start eliminating Shit. people and just preach a sermon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God, that guy. <laughs> All right, so my, he's uh, not coming back. People, get over it. No, he's not. My number uh, six. Yep. Your number uh, six. My number six is the 2001 Royal Rumble match. Um, Stone Cold coming back, winning. Just I just watched it just now, 
uh, solid fucking match. And it's like one of the only matches that like the wrestlers bring weapons into the match and start like having like a hardcore match. And yeah, fucking honky tonk man comes out out of nowhere and Kane just smokes him with the fucking guitar. That's right. The big show returned in that match. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else. The Kane had the record. That was the record for a while until Roman. Uh, Kane had the record with 11 rumble eliminations in that match. And I think Roman beat it. And I think Roman has 12 or 13 now, I think. I think that's what it is. I remember that yeah, they, thir- thirteen. Yeah, they built it as like Roman's a limit. He's gonna break the record. Yeah, that's right. We gotta get him over somehow. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> that final, that final three, or the final four was Billy Gunn, Stone Cold, The Rock, and Kane. It's cool. I like how they added like Billy Gunn like in there. Like, oh yeah, that's right. Um, He's kind of like the Dolph Ziggler of that match. Yeah. And uh, Drew Carey was there. Oh God, yeah. But uh, you already you mentioned it. This was an honorable mention. The match from that year for me was Jericho and Benoit. And also, actually, I forgot about uh, Triple H and Kurt Angle also putting on a clinic. And Stone Cold fucking over Triple H in that match. Oh yeah, damn. So, yeah, Fuck. Was That's good. good storytelling. Mm-hmm. What's your number six? Uh, my number six is just a match from this Rumble because I, I think this is one that Roman won. I didn't care, but the Rollins Cena Lesnar match, that triple threat. Ooh, I mean, is that is that uh, higher up on yours in some way? In a way, yeah. All right, we can we can wait. All right, All right, yeah, cool. That that was your number uh, six. That was my number six. All right. Uh, my Did number... Roman win that year? What? Did Roman win that year? Yeah. Did yeah. That? Okay. 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 Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. All right. Uh, number five, top five. Here we go. Um, my number five is 2006 Royal Rumble. Mysterio winning. That is, oh, that's just like one more higher up on mine. We can talk about it. Right. Uh, I mean, we kind of already hit it, honestly, when we were talking about, uh, Mysterio and playing yeah, that pop, uh, just the underdog and that we totally hit that, like the, the circumstances kind of sucked in that match, but. You know, all in all, the yeah. match was fun, and it also that brought up the uh, Shawn Michaels starting. That was kind of the story started with Michaels against McMahon. Remember Shane like ran in and fucked over Michaels, and Michaels. Oh, I remember yeah. that that camera shot is so epic when Michaels is like looking at Vince at like the up at the because remember like the entrance they had like knights like opening the doors. Do you remember that at all? It's like the oh yeah, theme of that rumble was like they're in like the old like medieval times, and yeah. they had like knights opening the door, and Vince is standing there after Shane like threw Michaels over. So like the whole thing was like Michaels is looking back at Shane, looking at Vince, and he's like, "Who do you who are you gonna attack? Who are you gonna get? Who are you gonna get?" And like Shane runs past Vince, and Vince is like, "Nope, you got to go after Shane. He's the one that fucked you over. I didn't do anything." And Michaels is like just looking at him. <laughs> I'll never forget how dramatic that was. The announcers. The camera cuts, everything sold that moment. Like, yeah. And that sold me on McMahon versus Michaels at Mania. Forgot about that. Yeah. Little, little history lesson for yeah, me. Little, little, yeah. There you go. Uh, my match from that year, Cena and Edge. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, and then at the end of that year's Rumble, Undertaker returned and uh, struck lightning down on Kurt Angle's ring, and the ring, like, collapsed. Oh yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Oh man, those are some of my favorite times. Yeah, dude, the Rumble. That's why the Rumble is always my favorite. It always jumpstarts everything towards Mania. I love it. Yeah, so I, you know, God, I can't believe we're about to get into WrestleMania season. Mm-hmm. Shit tits. That's why everybody like freaking out right now. They're like, we're in WrestleMania season and like nothing's happened yet. I go, fucking marks. Nothing ever happens till after the Rumble. It's always kind of this is like the boring part still. Like right, yeah, that's still like the holiday hangover. Yeah, and the Rumble's like kind of like here we go. Here's that shot of adrenaline, and yeah. like they just go. Right, Jesus. Ugh, idiots, Ugh, morons. <laughs> um, so that was your number five. That was kind of my number four. So mm-hmm. my number five. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number five is the, right. the 2008 Royal Rumble, which we kind of talked about. When it came to superstars, I mean, like, it, I mean, the Cena effect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, wasn't he supposed to be out like? Yeah, he wasn't even supposed to be back y- to like after Mania. A year. Yeah. He came back in like four or five months or something. And that was like the first time we experienced the John Cena's like not human thing because he got hurt a couple more times and still came back like really quickly. That's right. Yeah, I mean, he just came back and just fucking. I mean, it's a fun rumble too. Yeah, it is. Um. I think uh, I don't. I don't want to be wrong on this. There was another match at that Rumble. It was Edge and uh, Ziggler. They was it? That, it was, was those the championship two. match. Yeah, and they went. That was a fucking awesome match. Yeah, you're right. That's kind of what. Thinking, I was that's like, what I made Ziggler Edge or like, something. That's what put Ziggler on the map. Like that's right. Because that match, that Edge like says that's one of his like favorite matches. Yep. Um, it is. I knew I could count on you to pull through. <laughs> uh, I also never forget during that Rumble. There's these two fans because it was in uh, Madison Square Garden and like the walkway is really short. And yeah. There's two fans on like the right side that were just fucking trolling the entire match and like just not taking it seriously. And anytime somebody walked down, they knew they'd be on camera. They were just doing weird shit every time somebody walked out. One of them looked like he was doing like a Bushwhackers thing for like several wrestlers walking out. (laughs) But WWE, I think, has cut them out. I've watched it back, and they like they kind of cut away from like those fans. I'm like, you fuckers. They were hilarious. (laughs) And like they, they even go crazy when Cena comes back. They're like, holy shit. Holy shit. Like there's John Cena. Like, he's back. Because that whole place goes nuts. But my favorite thing is so little in that Rumble match is when Sean eliminates... This was, like, the beginning of Sean and, like, Taker. Well, I guess, like, not really the beginning. It's the year after their epic, like, ending. But they're in the... They start the match. They're They're number one and two. When Sean eliminates Taker, Sean gets all cocky and, like, is like making fun of Taker, and then Sean gets thrown out like immediately, and Sean lands right next to Taker's feet, and Sean the camera <clears throat> has like Sean looking at Taker's feet, and the camera slowly pans up to Undertaker like looking at him, and Sean's like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." <laughs> but Snitsky walks by Taker, and right when he walks by Taker, Taker turns to him and just punches Snitsky in the face, and Sean gets up and <laughs> runs around the ring and runs into the back area. <laughs> <laughs> Just hilarious, and Taker just starts attacking Snitsky while Sean like quickly gets up and runs away. Like it's hilarious. God, <laughs> I see that now. I just like I, that just popped into my, like when you explained. It, I was like, "Yep, I remember that." 
It's fucking. Just, it's so small and so simple. It's hilarious. Snitsky fucking just walking by, just gets jacked in the yeah. face. Like you could, I don't think it was supposed to happen because Snitsky's just trying to get out of the way, and Taker's like, "You're supposed to walk to the other side." <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna hit you. <laughs> What's Snitsky gonna do? Complain? It's the fucking Undertaker. Because I've actually heard that Snitsky was supposed to walk on the other side and not get into that camera shot. And Taker's like, "You fucking idiot!" And like, uh, <laughs> and kind of, I think actually hit him. But the whole point of that moment was supposed to be Taker was supposed to like slowly walk, like intimidate Sean around the ring into the back. That was it. That was what was supposed to happen. (laughs) And Snitsky walked into the shot. Taker just started attacking him. And Taker's like, no, we're doing this now. Like, (laughs) oh, God. Fucking great. That's hilarious. And that was your five? That was my five, yeah. So it's uh, my four now, right? Yes. Yeah. Because, yeah, year four was 2006, right? Uh, yep. All right. Uh, my number four is the 1998 Royal Rumble. Stone Cold. Stone Cold begins. Like, truly, like, well, not truly <sighs> begins. I say, I guess he began at WrestleMania 13, but, like, this was like, all right, it's actually happening. Let's go. That is my number three. All right. So we're close on those. Yeah. But, yeah, um, that- yeah, Stone you're right. Cold's though this, my, my uh, main reason on this being at number four. You you know why this was also one of my favorite paper rumbles? Three faces of Foley. Three faces of Foley, baby. Yep. <laughs> How awesome! How awesome is that? That is awesome. Just like yeah, okay, I'm McFoley. Uh, yeah, hey, we're gonna use three entries for one yeah. for one guy. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, and what's great is that the match ends with the Rock and Austin. It was like, yep. it's coming. Like this, it's is the, your, uh, this is your future right here. That's the stunner over the ropes. Yeah, that's something like uh, WWE hasn't done recently. You haven't done like your future. Like it should be yeah. your final two. Should be your future. Like like that match. Yeah. What was what was the year, like Roman one? It was like all of a sudden it was like him, and then it was like Rusev came out of nowhere. <sighs> that was that was for the title. That's when Triple H won, and Roman like went out of the match. They kind of did oh, like what they did right. in 90. They basically the 2016 Royal Rumble is the exact same as the 1999 Royal Rumble in booking wise. Yeah. Cuz I remember it was just like, "Oh, that was kind of weird." Yeah. I'm just saying that to the point where you're like it's like, "Yeah, we haven't like that's how I feel like a lot of rumbles end where it's like like you said there's no like future. It's just like, "Oh, it's yep. like it comes down to the last three and you're like, "Okay, we kind of have a Yep. This isn't going to go anywhere." Mhm. And um uh, a match from that pay-per-view, Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker. It's where Shawn got his herniated disc in that casket match. Yeah. But it's what happened after that was just like such a cool visual is when Kane put Taker in the casket and set and put the casket on fire. And then... Oh, he, on stage? It was Yeah, it was on stage. Kane That's like right. had like an axe and was like breaking holes like in like the casket so he could pour gasoline into it. Yeah. And I remember... If you bought the home video, which is cool to me, because it's like, I remember on Raw, they didn't, like, show this footage. The only people who bought the home video of the actual pay-per-view could see it. When that goes off the air, it says home video exclusive, and it shows all the it shows all the officials and, like, referees, like, opening the casket, and Undertaker's not in there. And they're like, where is he? Where'd he go? And it ends. And, like, why was that not on the pay-per-view? <laughs> Yeah. Why wouldn't you have that in the pay-per-view? Yeah. That's stupid. Yeah. Jeez. Anyway. Yeah, 98. That was fun. Uh, all right. So your number, I guess it's my number three again? 
yeah, you're number three. <laughs> All right, my number three is uh, I'm watching it right now, the 2002 Royal Rumble match. Maven's chair shot to the head, eliminating The Undertaker. <laughs> uh, Triple H coming back. But what's great is that, like, they had Stone Cold and Triple H, like, just they went through, like, I want to say, like, four or five, like, different, like, wrestlers. And they just wrestled one-on-one, like, for, like, the majority of the middle of the match. Like, like the Hurricane comes out and tries to choke slam both of them. And, like, there's, like, Austin's like, can you believe this guy, the Triple H? And they both grabbed him and threw him over the ropes. <laughs> but uh, that's great. Uh, there's this pay-per-view, though. I mean, just everybody who's in this match, they don't put, the, like, the really popular wrestlers until, like, the very end. And, like, the last, like, ten wrestlers that come out, it's like, holy shit, it's just one after another. Like, Booker T's, this was his first Rumble. It was Van Damme's first Rumble. Uh, I want to say Edge maybe comes out. I can't remember. I'm at the uh, I'm only at the part with Triple H and Austin right now. I just remember, like, the pool, like, really fills up. Mr. Perfect. Let me see. I got to... I got it pulled up now. Uh, the final four. Val- I just remember loving the final four. It was the final four. Booker T was thirty. Rob Van Dam was twenty nine. Kane was twenty eight. Big Show, Angle, Mister Perfect, Farouk, Hurricane, Triple H, Test. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And the final four was Perfect, Triple H, Austin, and Angle. Yeah. And I was really hoping that they were going to start pushing Mister Perfect, and they never did. Of course not. No. But uh, a match from that year's Rumble from the that pay per view that like flies under the radar that nobody talks about is Jericho and Rock. Rock, yeah. That match is awesome. I was going to say that. Yeah, well, because I don't know if Rock ever wrestled anybody like Jericho. Yeah. like Or, you know, like that quick, that quick pace kind of mm-hmm. wrestling. Did Jericho win that match? Yep. yep. That's right. For the, tit- for the undisputed title. That's right. Yeah, and Jericho, like Nick Patrick, that referee, fucked over Rock. You wouldn't count for him. Oh, yeah. That's a fun Fucking match, man. Yeah. Damn. Pay-per-views are fucking real. Rumbles are good. I was going to ask. I just thought of this. What was the rumble where Austin's sitting on, like, the turnbuckle? And who who comes out where he, like, puts his hand on his I head? I think it was Brett, wasn't it? Was it Brett? It was in 97. Was it 97? Yeah. yeah. There's one. Okay. It's in this rumble in 2002. He does that again where he's sitting on the ropes. But this time he's, he's like, acting like uh, his wrist is his watch. And he's like, what? Like, what? yeah, that's when what that's was right. like really big. That's when you just started yeah. doing it. Uh, that's right. Yeah, I can't remember what was the rump. I, I thought it was Bret Hart who comes out and Austin's like, oh shit. Yeah. Like, sells like the fuck. Yeah, I, I think Bret it was Hart. Hart. It was either Hart or The Undertaker. I can't remember. I think it was Hart. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just thought of that and I was like, when the fuck did that happen? <laughs> All right. What's your number three? Uh, Well, my number three was The Austin. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Stone two ninety eight, the ninety eight one. It's my number two. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> uh, my number two is the two thousand seven Royal Rumble. All right, and my number two is the two thousand seven Royal Rumble. Nice, nice, <laughs> perfect. Yeah, dude. I mean, go, go ahead. Uh, I mean, just like I feel that's like you're it gonna was, sell this better. Than- it was billed as the most star-studded Royal Rumble, which it honestly at the time was. I think there's been other rumbles since then that I think have been a little <clears> bigger in terms of like wrestlers like in the match, but it's the ending of this match that makes this rumble so fucking amazing. Yeah, you mean the match within the match? Yes. Yeah. The 15 minute match at the end of the match. Yeah. Like yes, that was unreal. I can't believe that it hasn't been done since then. 
Cause I that, can't like, either. Everybody's on their feet. Like nobody is sitting down when it's just down to the last two. Nope. Like, and it just and they keep teasing, like throwing somebody over, and it never happens. And I think they both hit their finishing moves on each other. Yeah, like, almost positive they, they do. do I, you know, they, they did for sure, and they're like, they're almost like, they're just like gassed. It's like desperation. Yeah, yeah that's why it made it so awesome. But what yeah. also made it awesome was rated RKO being with them in the final four, and Michaels like super kicking Orton over the top rope. And I think they had a chair in the ring. I think Michaels hits edge or I might have that backwards actually. Uh, Michaels eliminated both of them. Yeah. I know. I remember he eliminates both of them, but I think, Oh, the, ch- um, I, or did Orton have a chair and go to hit, uh, Michaels. And I think Michaels ducked and he, and he actually hit edge. hit edge. And then Michaels threw Michaels Orton out of the ring and then Michaels yep. did the sweet chin to, uh, edge. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. That was awesome. And then Undertaker yeah. sat up and Michaels did the kip up. Yeah, that's right. Well, because Taker was number 30 that year. Yep, yep. Yeah. Because as soon as he came in, it was just like those two just fucking went at it. Got to be honest. The first time I watched that match, I was so pissed. I really? Wanted, I wanted Michaels to win because I wanted Michaels to tie Austin's record. Oh, yeah. I could see that. Yeah, man, this this lineup in 2007 was was fucking good. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Um, Let's see trying to see who the last uh i was just trying to see because you were like you know, you know the last like few people to come in if it was star studded or not but not not really in this one actually more of the middle was where yeah yeah they were building this as like everybody's in this match like yeah shit yeah flair came in as one that year i forgot yeah, <laughs> yeah. poor guy <laughs> um <laughs> But the match from that year that, again, like I think kind of flies under the radar is John Cena Umaga. Yeah. That match is awesome. Was it a last man standing match also? It was a last man standing match. You are and correct. Cena takes off the ropes and chokes him out with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a great match. Yeah. I never really got into Umaga. I didn't either, but I've gone back and watched a few of his matches. I'm like, dude, he's fucking great. Like, I was going to say, I, heard, like, I feel like I heard you know, he was actually pretty mm-hmm. pretty good. Yeah, I, did think well he, in the- I think he would have fit him better now. Yeah, definitely. But can you imagine him with like the Usos right now? Oh, that'd be sick. Yeah, that'd be dope. That'd be dope. Man. All right. So that's your number that was your number two? That's my number two. All right. Uh my number one. Uh my number one. This is actually this pay per view in general is one of my all time favorite pay per views. Uh the two thousand three Royal Rumble. Oh, yep. Uh, Lesnar winning. Uh, it was the the match itself was just awesome because the what I loved about this. You want to talk about unpredictability? The whole Royal Rumble like build was all about Jericho and Michaels. Nobody even thought twice about Lesnar winning this Rumble. Like it like that flew so under the radar. And they did such an amazing job of, like, Michaels is back and he's going to get his title back at WrestleMania against Triple H. That was the whole story. And Jericho was like, no, I'm going to, like, stop you from doing that. And Michaels came out at number one. Jericho was two. That was the whole story that they would start oh, at yeah. two. And when Jericho's music came out or went off, it was Christian at the top. And Jericho ran in and attacked Michaels and beat him up and, like, got him all bloody and yeah, threw, threw out Michaels quick. immediately. Yeah. And everyone's like, what the fuck just the fuck? happened? Like, uh-huh. 
It was a total swerve. Like that's how you pull off a swerve. Like yeah, that was amazing. And then the match goes on. I remember Dreamer went into the match and got a kendo stick, and he smoked Jericho in the face with his kendo <laughs> stick. Jericho had like a welt so fucking big. I was never forget when Jericho got the kendo stick back. And he was smacking Tommy Dreamer as hard as he fucking could. Like, you could tell he was pissed. And uh, that happened. Chris Nowinski, I think that was his last match he'd ever wrestled because he had such a severe concussion from that botch with uh, Mysterio and Edge. You oh, yeah. That? Edge yeah. accidentally landed on his face. Like, And then when he got thrown over the ropes, he smacked his face again on the mat. That's right. Oof. But, um, uh, which I sucks because he would have been a great wrestler. I forgot also in that pay-per-view, I'm looking at it now, uh, Lesnar had to beat Big Show that night to get in. Yep, yep. I forgot about that. And they kind of, that was like a stipulation that was like added like a week or two prior to that. Like that was like, like there was never any mention of Lesnar, like even in the Rumble. They did such a great job of like hiding that and like, and it was just great. The Undertaker returned at that one because he was out, he was out since Lesnar beat him up at, at the Hell in a Cell match that they had um he came in number 30 that match too yeah and i'll never forget the pop of when michaels comes running back out and like super kicking like everybody to get the jericho (laughs) and jericho like kind of like i think pokes him in the eye but then Tess grabs jericho and throws him over the ropes and the crowd goes nuts and then michaels like jumps over the ropes at jericho and the crowd is going (laughs) even crazier and then they had uh Matt Hardy version one, nah. and oh, Shannon geez. Moore like keeping him in the ring the whole time. Yeah, it's just a yeah. fun. That's just a fun rumble, and one of my all-time favorite matches was at that rumble is Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit for the WWE yeah. Championship. Yeah, that, that was match a good match. Is amazing. a submission match. Yeah. What? No. Yeah. Submission. Mm-hmm. Oh it? no! No, I'm sorry. He won by submission. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. 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 I was going to say, like... Oh, Which man. makes sense. One of those guys was going to win by submission. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. But I just remember they just kept going. That match is just so hard fought. And it's just, like... It turned into, like, a, just a technical wrestling, like, classic. And um, it was just great. Aside from the Scott Steiner Triple H match, that pay-per-view is, like, really fun. Yeah. Uh, I mean, dude, this was the last five that were in that match at that rumble rob van dam batista kane taker lesnar yep i mean that's just that's just like star studded that's where you're like who the fuck's gonna win this Mm -hmm. i just remember like there was a shit there's a part where towards the end of the match there was like almost no eliminations like see that's when cena was like heel cena and he comes out rapping like yeah um they have all these wrestlers in this match at one point where it's like the ring is literally like you can barely move in the ring. Lesnar right. comes out and starts eliminating like everybody. Yeah. That's, that was awesome. I don't know. It was just a fucking great show. But my number one true, true, true number one match of all time from the Royal Rumble is the triple threat match between Seth Rollins, Lesnar, and Cena. Oh, yeah. I mean – that's my all-time number one. Yeah, I wish that would have just like closed the show. Yeah, because that, that was just incredible. Was was that the match Lesnar like kind of like sat out though for a while? Yeah, they Cena like put him through the barricade, and then Rollins like 
did that fucking like elbow drop to yeah, him on the table. Yeah, and apparently actually broke one of his ribs, like re- legit broke one of his ribs. Good. <laughs> was, and then that, I was never forget that Phoenix splash that Rollins did, and then you hear the crowd start going nuts. You're like, oh shit, here comes Lesnar, and Lesnar just went nuts. And then Rollins got the money in the bank briefcase, and you actually thought Rollins might win the match. Oh yeah. Yeah, I remember thinking, like, I thought, I was like, dude, Rollins is going to win this match yeah. the whole time. Because he was selling it, too, like, oh, I'm going to mm-hmm. have a chance to win this. And, like, yep. you, oh, God, I remember being so pissed he didn't win. Yeah, that was a great match. Uh, What's your number one? Well, my number one, it's, I mean, just for the sole fact of this guy coming in number one, it's got to be Shawn Michaels, 95. All right, nice, nice. I mean, you know, first guy to come in number one and just go the whole distance and the dramatic ending, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's just, it's one of the, I mean, he's, he's the man. He is the man. He is the man. Except I don't know. Maybe, true. Maybe I'm just a little, a little biased with Shawn Michaels, but I don't know. I feel like just, that just has, that, that's just something like nobody forgets. Like who was, as a wrestling fan, you don't forget who was the first person to come in number one and win yep. it all. Mm-hmm. And also like the dramatic fashion of winning it. Yeah. Like that was, yeah. What a risky thing to do. No doubt. And Michael's like, like, I can do it. Not just coming in number one to win, but then like, hey, we also want you to only have one foot on the ground. Like, oh, shit, okay. <laughs> wait, <laughs> yeah, I can do wait, that. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on one second. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, Shawn Michaels. <laughs> yeah, Michaels, I mean, it's one of the most iconic. That's honestly probably the most iconic moment, I think, for Royal Rumble history. Also, I forgot that uh, British Bulldog came in at number two that match too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, there was they were one and two workhorses. Yeah, and just go the whole fucking distance to mm-hmm. you know, I don't know WWE. Maybe look at your history book and and then Pamela Anderson getting in the ring with Sean afterwards. Yeah, she's like, "Hey, mm-hmm. I was in Playboy and you're in Playgirl. Let's go." <laughs> I was gonna do a Shawn Michaels impression, but I'm just not gonna do it. <laughs> Heartbreak. I can't do it either. I try. <laughs> I just come off sounding like Austin. Yeah, it's almost like an Austin kind of sound, but a little more, uh, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Not as <laughs> not as aggressive is what I would yeah, say. Yeah, not as, not as angry. Yeah. Hey, Steve, how was your day? Oh, it was fucking great. Sun was shining. See that sun? It was out. Hey, Sean, how was your day? Oh, let me tell you, God graced us with this great yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Hey, Steve, how are you? What? <laughs> Sean, I'm fucking great. <laughs> huh? Sean, how was your day? What? Huh? What? 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 Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Um, Suck it. Hunter? Where you at? <laughs> Hunter, he's my best friend. You see what you made me do, Steve? I just kicked Stan. <laughs> I just kicked Stan. Stan. Calm down, Sean. No, I'm not going to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah, and those were your top uh, moments, matches, uh, wrestlers from Royal Ramble history. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know who I almost put on this list, who I kind of want to put for an honorable mention, is uh, uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Yeah, I almost did too. For winning the first one. Yeah. Like, what a... Like, <laughs> I feel like that's something, like, people would be like, who won the first one? Like, people would think back and be like, oh, it's got to be like a Flair or like a Hogan or something yeah. like that. It's no, Hacksaw. it's Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Yeah. Oh, man. And the first Royal Rumble was on uh, USA Television. That was, was it? Yep. Yeah. It was a primetime special. 
Wow. Wow. You learn something new every day. Fun fact, Chris Jericho has never won the Royal Rumble. That's crazy. It's kind of sad. It came down to him and Sheamus, and I will never forget how pissed I was because it was in St. Louis. Oh, God, I was there, too. I was so mad. I was was with Bowman, and I I was so mad. I think Bowman was glad Sheamus won. I was like, fuck you, Steve. Ginger pride, you know? Oh, God, that's true. (laughs) What an idiot. Well, anyway, uh, let's hit him with that one, two, three finish and get the fuck out of here. It's a long episode. Uh, my uh, uh, my number one. Uh, fuck you, Gary Bettman, for not having the uh, NHL or not having the World Cup of Hockey in two thousand twenty. Agreed. Just gonna put that out there. You're an idiot. Uh, idiot. Number two. Let's go with another hockey one. Uh, the Offended Podcast know how to coach a hockey team. So uh, I know last week I said the Blues won't make the playoffs. I think I was just a little upset. Uh, let's go Blues. Keep it going. Uh, and my number three, um, Becky Lynch is still the man. Yes. Oh, and, and shout out is. to that segment where Xavier Woods on Tuesday unzips his jacket and it's just a shirt that says the man. I <laughs> know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That, and she chugs that fucking nasty-ass milkshake thing that was made. Hey, pretty lady. Pretty lady. Get the blonde. Shout out, shout out that guy. Uh, my number oh, three is, is just a bunch of... My number three is just some... Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Six and weights. <laughs> I love it. These I love hilarious. it. Love um, it. Uh, that was your three? My three. Uh, my number one, I'm going to go with you. I called it last week on Offended. I said, uh, hot take, Blues will make the playoffs. Um, I still firmly believe that. Um, just keep riding this hot streak right now. And, uh, you know, just listen to the Offended podcast because we know what the fuck we're talking about. Um, number two, fuck you, Rand. Uh, number three. And <laughs> um, number three, I'm excited for the Royal Rumble. I am. I yeah, legit am excited. Um I hope, Jim, that you can come over next week. Oh, do I. I hope you can at least make it to the Rumble, take over, and make this video with me. I hope you can do all three. We need you back. You need to come back strong. I know. At least just come over for like 10 minutes and shoot this video. (laughs) Yeah, I'd be able to shoot the video, I'm pretty sure, I feel like. Good, good, because we need you. We need you for that. We need you. Well, anyway, <laughs> did you mute yourself again? Because you just went silent. Did you? Did you mute yourself? Jim? Fuck, can you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I sure didn't mute myself. The little, on the headset, the little black, yeah. I kind of I rolled over, I guess I kind of I leaned on it. <laughs> Shit. But yeah, we need you, Jim. I know. Everybody needs me. We need you over here. But anyway, uh, make sure to go follow us on Twitter. Instagram, Facebook, Periscope at Offended Pod. Make sure to go follow PWP Nation at PWP Nation on all social media platforms as well. Uh, make sure to go buy our T-shirt at www.prowrestlingtees.com and search Offended. Um, make sure to go listen to our Spotify playlist at Offended Presents Songs of the Week. Uh, if you want to check out our, if you're a Blues fan especially and you want to check out our hockey talks from last week where we just rip on St. Louis media and. <laughs> everything else that has to do with blues hockey and ever since we did that uh the blues all of a sudden have like woken up not saying it's ironic or anything but um you make sure it's on spotify iHeartRadio, apple podcast everywhere you get your podcast uh 
it's called Offended Presents Hockey Talks. Game four. So we call it instead of like episodes. Uh, hopefully the wrap up returns soon. Yes. We'll draw numbers next week for the Royal Rumble pool. Uh, that might happen on any day next week. It's going to be a surprise. So yep. just keep notifications on on Facebook. We're going to do it on Facebook. So make sure that stays on. Maybe we might uh, do it on Periscope, actually. Maybe. Maybe. Actually, we'll probably keep it on Facebook. It's mostly Facebook people that uh, signed up. Oh, nice. Yeah, let's do Facebook then. Yeah. Uh, we'll be on Facebook Live. So stay tuned to that. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Trick1042. You can follow Stoutsy at... Jimmy James nine four one. Oh wow, yeah, Jimmy James nine four one seven on Twitter and Instagram. James V Stout on Snapchat. Nice, nice, nice. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been like one of the longest episodes we've done of Offended at two hours and forty something minutes, but that's okay because it's a rumble. It's all about yeah. the rumble. Yep. And our impromptu hockey talk maybe a little throwing us off a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Stoutsy, you better be here next week. That's all I got to say. I'm hoping so, bud. I'm hoping so. Feel better. Uh, This has been Offended, presented by PWP Nation. We'll see you next week, Marks. Bye. Bye.